Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode has a self-contained plot with a beginning and an end, so you can listen to these adventures in any order. Each microplot fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Today we are joined by... Wing and Nugget. Ah, uh, hello. I am Wing. I am a short Corvidian ranger with a fluffy gray fetish like a tiny baby bird. I am uh, wearing my traditional black hoodie with my large front pocket and a uh, kind of worn out but still pretty nice uh, traditional Scottish kilt. I am uh, also wearing a long cloak made of rainbow colored parrot fetish and golden skills. I have uh, a sombrero on my head with a beret on top of that which is also topped with a woolly uh, wintry hat kind of thing. And uh, with me, of course, as always, is my best friend and Eggpal Nugget, who is a uh, golden drake. Well, it used to be golden drake, baby, but uh, we'll get to what he is now. Grizzled of many fists. Hello, um, my name is Grizzled. I'm a level 17 monk of the astral form. Uh, I stand about three inches, maybe three foot four on a good day. I have mottled green skin as I'm older in age, so you may have to bear with me while you can. I adorn myself very plainly. I have a simple white tunic, uh, some brown canvas pants because you have to travel light, but I do very much enjoy my cloak. Very nice. It's it's golden tapestry with a beautiful blue rim, uh, trim, I'm sorry. Now, if you look at me, you'll notice that I do have uh, solid red eyes. And while I <laughs> may be a little light on top, I do have a couple wispy hairs. And Rook Shields. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, uh, Rook here. I am a very, very old gnome. Uh, up there in my years, I got the white hair, the super bushy white eyebrows that basically cover my forehead, and a long white beard. And uh, I am almost hidden behind two shields that I have, one on each arm. One is for defense and one is for for punching. Um, and then I have armor underneath, uh, leather, scale mail, and um, not not a lot going on that you can see for for visual descriptors other than I do occasionally pull out my paints and I paint things. And that is what I look like. Excellent. Grizzled, you feel confined by a stiff uniform, ironed black slacks, white button-up shirt, a suit jacket too tight in the shoulders. Your arms are heavy. They are heavy because you are holding a tray, standing beside a fresco covered wall in a vast open ballroom. The weight lightens. A handsome man has just accepted a glass of wine from your serving tray. His broad shoulders and beautiful wings turning away from you as he looks upward at a chandelier far above you. You're very welcome. I'm taking a look around and I can't help but notice that maybe uh, a few others need a drink, so I will happily continue my walk around, uh, doing my best to, of course, mind people's feet and knees and hips as, uh, as, as I may not seem like I move the swiftest in the bunch but I'll make sure that I hold my tray up high since people probably won't notice me if I just uh, be quiet and say, uh, beverages, if anyone would like, I, I do have beverages down here. <laughs> it's just like, yes, and, <laughs> I love it. Wing, 
There's a gust of air next to your face, a swinging door. You are standing in the doorway to the kitchens, hand outstretched as you were apparently in the process of receiving a tray of wine glasses from a moth-winged person wearing a chef's coat. Make a dexterity saving throw to determine whether or not you gracefully accept the serving platter. I will happily make that dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's a 15. Oh, I thought you were kind of dexterous. Okay. Um. I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rook, you look down at your hands, at the knife you're clutching, at... <laughs> I'm sorry. At chicken wings and a half-sliced onion on a cutting board in front of you. <laughs> Excuse me? Wing was just offended. <laughs> Light glints off the copper blade. Your eyes sting and water from the onion. The kitchen bustles with moth-winged staff roasting, bruleeing, and sautéing bite-sized canapés for a gala. Looking out from the kitchens, you see a man with... Sharp facial features in his Corvidian face. Attempt to accept a tray of wine glasses. His moth wings flutter in surprise, revealing eye spots, lifting him off the ground an inch as he corrects his balance to account for the tray. The wine in the glasses shifts precariously. Trying to adjust his course and not spill a single drop of wine, he flaps his moth wings a full extension and shoots upward, airborne, it's as if he's new to flying on these wings and doesn't know what he's doing. Struggling, the insectoid moth person spirals, wine cascading to the parquet floor, gold dust billowing, each frenzied flap driving him dangerously closer to the extravagant crystal chandelier. <laughs> Can I... Oh, boy. He's gone... Hmm. And I have a knife and onions. Can I try to throw an onion and knock him off course so he doesn't hit the chandelier? Yes, rolling to hit. <laughs> yes, it's better than the knife. Uh, what would I add as a plus to that? You're not proficient in simple weapons, are you? <laughs> I don't, not in onions anyway. What about vegetables? Um, okay. uh, let's see, I am a uh, fighter. Actually, I'm going to consult Wing, who is a D&D &D expert, and I am lucky to have you in this game. What does he add? Um, if you can think of a comparable weapon to an onion that he might be proficient in, he can have his proficiency. If there is not a comparable weapon to that, he can only add his dexterity since it's a ranged attack. Yeah, at least add your dexterity. All right, we'll just do that because uh, that makes sense. Um, What's your AC wing? <laughs> oh, it was... Uh, normally it is it is 20, but I don't know okay. if I have like my armor yes. and stuff right now. I, yes, got, I got a 17. The onion flies past the Corvidian with the moth wings and hits the chandelier. Oh, boy. Oh, people are staring. A chef flaps over. Tick, tick, tick sounds their wing beats. But even louder is the slap as the chef unleashes a barrage of abuse upon the server. Fancily dressed moth-winged aristocrats continue sipping wine and smiling at one another, ignoring the abuse as if nothing were amiss. The yelling chef literally kicks the server into the kitchen. Your fellow kitchen staff continue working as if this were normal, and the chef unleashes one last scream for the waiter to chop onions, gesturing to the cutting board next to you, Rook. Your eyes meet, Rook and Wing, and everything fades for all three of you. 
Good morning. Where do each of you open your eyes when you wake up? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> I am uh, in the guild hall, just in the main area, sleeping on one of my shields, I think. And the other one's on top like a blanket. <laughs> Sounds like an adorable sandwich. Yeah, exactly. I'm a gnome sandwich. Um, Grizzled would be asleep in a very large, comfy chair. His robe wrapped around him, very comfortable. Uh, Wing will probably be, be shoved awake, uh, first a bit gently, and then a bit harder, and then uh, a, a, a lightning reef claw with this lighty tap him on the forehead, which zaps him a bit. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh, hello, Nugget. Good morning. Did you also dream that you uh, became a different species uh, all of a sudden? Uh, no. Okay, just me. Okay, good, good. That was weird. That was weird. Ah, I see. Uh, we are currently on a, a, a large coach that has probably uh, just delivered us uh, in front of the guild hall. Uh, Nugget was probably riding on top because he's too big to fit inside coach. Excellent. <laughs> so you guys are on your way to the guild hall or there? I probably we probably stop in front of uh, of the door right now to for convenience sake. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm like in the main in the main hall. I don't sleep in a bed. <laughs> You're the guild hobo. <laughs> Said pretty similar. Grizzled really just falls asleep wherever he gets None tired. None of us were in a bed. <laughs> no, no. There's a comfy chair. That's where he's going to sleep. There's an alarming amount of good hobo sleeping on the floor in the good <laughs> thing. Okay, well, uh, I will uh, I will disembark uh, the coach and we will get our uh, luggage, which is uh, overstuffed with uh, presents and gifts for everyone at the guild hall. And uh, I will uh, walk into the guild hall itself while... Uh, Nugget will probably uh, try to squeeze through the door. Is this is the door of the guild hall actually accommodating creatures of large size? Yes, because without that, I don't know how Doctor Crud the Third would have fit in. I mean, he's he's large, but he's not technically it's large, like right? Twelve feet wide, I think, or something like that. Twelve feet tall, or like I I don't know. It was it was big. So he's a loxodon. So yeah, it's a okay. big door. <laughs> Me and my large-sized dragon stride inside the door. It's quite an entrance, you might say. Uh, I have uh, ha- hands full of bags with uh, cloth woolly hats with, with the Mount Hokkaido uh, winter resort logo embedded on it. Mount Hokkaido, so cold you will think sleet storm has been cast on you. And uh, I will walk inside. Hello, everybody, we are back. Oh, it was so cold, the mountain. Snow turns out. Not warm, cold in fact, daylight. Anyway, hello, and start throwing around like winter hats for everybody. Uh, Nugget is carrying inside a Christmas tree. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, oh, oh, and I'd, I'll catch a winter hat and I'll put it on my head and it will, is it, I assume it's like white and fluffy. I don't know, that's a Santa hat. Maybe a winter hat isn't like that. <laughs> I'll put the winter hat on my head and I'll and I'll slowly stretch and I'll get up and I'll I'll walk over and introduce myself. I've probably heard of Wing and Nugget, but it seems like maybe you were off on holiday. And I'll be like, I'm Rook. Nice to meet you and your super tall dragon. Uh, thanks for the hat. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Uh, I, I am Wing. This is Nugget. Uh, yes, we are. We were just in a what they say a uh, holiday. <laughs> Grizzled. Wakes up and just kind of looks. He does catch the hat rather effortlessly. Um, <clears throat> good, good uh, morning, day. What, um, what 
time are we looking? Oh, it doesn't matter. He'll hop off the chair since he almost has to hop off everything. Walk over and... That's me. Uh, yeah. Um, Grizzled will walk over and say, well, hello. Very, very nice to meet you both. Um, Rook, very nice to meet you. And uh, Wing, very nice to meet you too. And looking up at this giant dragon, it's very nice to meet you too. Hello. I'm Grizzled. Are, are we all about the same height? How tall is Wing? Yes, I was going to ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I am five foot two. How okay. tall are, are you? I'm like three foot. <sighs> okay, so I think, yeah, you and I are, you and I are right on the same point. Okay, and, yeah. just, so Wing's the tall one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to puff out my feathers a little bit, <clears throat> since I am the, the large individual in this room. <laughs> that works out. Nice. <laughs> this is uh, this is new. This has never happened before. I think for me, taking a look at so, oh, Mount Hokkaido. I'm I'm not. You'll have to forgive me. I'm not too familiar with the places here. I'm I'm going to assume that it's cold. Well, sometimes it is, and sometimes you're attacked by animals there. <laughs> did oh. you go to the um to the zoo, or did you just go to the mountain? Oh yes, both. We went to both. Yes, uh, in both places you can get attacked by animals, but in the zoo more regularly because the animals <laughs> there are quite—they're uh, quite aggressive. Yes, don't is climb the, into their enclosures. Do you—is that like a feature of the zoo, or is that uh, a flaw? <laughs> that does sound like quite an interesting experience. I—I I hope one wouldn't pay for that. Well, I, if it was a feature, it was not very well advertised. There also were no warning signs, so it, it might be a safety risk. Well, it still sounds quite pleasant. What what caused you to go on a hull eye day? Oh, well, uh, it was quite unintentional. We were uh, riding on uh, the, the train, and uh, the, we were with a group of people, and then we fell asleep. And then it turns out the train uh, left the station again, and then we were in Mount Hokkaido. And people were there and they, you know, gave us a, a, a shovel and said, hey, you're working at the resort now, so go shovel some snow. It's like, okay. And then there was then there was snow, which is uh, which was weird for us because we never had snow. But at least there was a very, very, it was a very nice experience. Like, And I pull out a, a, a small crystalline display with a, like an illusory image of uh, of a short scene where you see both wing and nugget like confront snow for the first time. And they're like, <gasps> and then they both plow head first into snow and then they regret it because it's cold. <laughs> so they forced they forced you to work? <laughs> did you did you earn a wage? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm. Were I'm, we supposed to? I'm relatively new to this land, but that doesn't seem like it'd be legal. I oh, think, don't worry. People people ask me to do stuff for free all the time. It's fine. I think I'd like to recall my dream of being randomly thrust into cutting onions, and I'll be like, I had a dream last night about doing work I don't remember agreeing to. It was very weird. I had to cut onions at a weird fancy gala, and there were moth people, and uh, yeah, I think you were there, actually, Wing. Uh, uh, well, this is something that's quite interesting, then, because I definitely had a dream where uh, I, was a, I was a server, which, as you could, I would not be a server. That is not... Not something that I would do, and uh, there were definitely winged people. Dreams tell us a lot from what I've learned in life, and if we all shared the same dream, I think there may be something to this. Wait, I think, I, I think Mr. Grisett could definitely be a server, you know. 
as long as she keeps clear of any knees to to run into, even for me. Uh, yeah, I've, I also had a uh, dream where I was uh, surrounded by uh, by muffing people. I don't li- generally don't like those people. Hmm. Are, the, are, are these moth winged people something that is regular around here? Uh, well, I, I don't know if regular is the right word, but they, 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 they have been uh, popping up here and there, and then, then sometimes popping off when we, you know, pop them. <laughs> That's the um, the Eckenblim, right? The the moth folk, the dust people. <laughs> I haven't inter- interacted them with my with them myself yet, but I've heard I've heard stories. Have you, Wing? Have you had to fight them? Uh, uh, I think it is pronounced Eckenblim, uh, but you are right. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. I wonder why we dreamed about it. Anyway, I think that everybody should should be allowed to to work in customer service. Going back to what we said. Uh, you really shouldn't be hard on yourself in that. I think you'd be, it'd be great. Everybody's great at it if they put their mind to it. That's a great outlook on life. Let me tell you, you'd go far in, in Scalvert. That's, that's a great salesman's attitude. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you that in, in many things that I've done in life, um, serving, not on my top five. Not, that's, not at all. That's fair. But, but going back to these, these Ekim, Ekim Blem, sorry, I, so I have heard the name since I've uh, been in the land, but just, just like you, Rook, I don't think I've ever uh, interacted with them. Do they have the ability to, to affect dreams? I, I don't know. Usually they just, they just steal people and children. Oh, dear. Well, that's then, alarming. <laughs> I think but, that might be worse than affecting yeah, dreams. Yeah, the dream really is kind of low potatoes. Small potatoes? I forget. Anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, sh- you're all getting a little bit paranoid now, so you're looking around and paying attention to your surroundings instead of just sleeping in them. <laughs> Are we all sure then that this is not a dream? I'd, I'd, I'd say someone pinch me, but I can I can do it very well myself. Thank you. Grizzle. Okay, can gonna... you uh, can you pinch everyone here? <laughs> please, please don't. I would not not Rick, not appreciate. Like... Anyone in my personal space, please. <laughs> Rook like holds up his arm to be pinched by the dragon. <laughs> a, v- a very large talent, Claudius comes down <laughs> and very gently, like with the points coming towards her. Yep. Ow. Well, it feels real. Yeah, Grizzle's just pinching her. Well, it definitely feels like a pinch, so I would assume that means we're not dreaming. Can you feel pain in dreams? Just emotional. That explains a lot. <laughs> Truer <laughs> words were never spoken. <laughs> uh, so you're all looking around because you're a little bit paranoid, and uh, all three of you are now paying attention. The guild is a large building with a bar, a jobs board, and wooden tables and chairs. A five foot two inch tall, so I guess tall, <laughs> hundred hundred and ten pound platinum blonde. Half gnome, half elf, with rosy skin and green eyes, is talking with the two foot tall, so I guess just normal height, elderly dwarf you recognize as Nulisag, your guild leader. She's got a determined look on her face as she listens to something Nulisag is squeaking in his high pitched voice. Nulisag calls out to you three. She turns and fixes her attention on you. She's wearing a deep green shirt with a black waistcoat. Embroidered with green flowers, black pants, calf-high boots, and a short black cloak. Nulisag calls. Ah! Wing! Grizzled! Rook! Come 
Welcome to my office. Anaril has a job for us. <laughs> he turns and they both begin walking up the stairs to where you know his office is on the second floor. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to fight back against authority. Let's do it. I came here for adventure, so let's find adventure. Apparently, we're not fighting authority this time, so I'm going with as well. <laughs> I mean, the, the day is still young. <laughs> All right, we'll follow. Okay. As Nulisag closes his office door behind the last person to walk in, the hustle and bustle sounds of the bar decrease behind you. He walks around his giant mahogany desk and hops up on his chair. Anaril sits in one of the four open chairs. Are, are there? There's more chairs? Sorry. Four open yes. chairs? Okay. I'll I'll go plop on one. Grizzled <laughs> <laughs> is... I'm not going to find a chair, but I'm I am going to occupy myself with rummaging around the room. Just I'm I'm still listening, but if there's any drawers or cabinets or anything like that, I'd like to go see if there's any interesting baubles or knickknacks and maybe open some drawers that aren't necessarily mine. Ironically, yep. we already know Nulisag does not keep any valuables in his office because Jenny I was gonna say, was that Jenny? <laughs> yep. Fantastic. <laughs> I, it was established. Me, <laughs> <laughs> it was established for reasons that Rook was once a home inspector, so I fully am behind you, like going around and uh, checking the cupboards and the drawer. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm, like mm-hmm. occasionally I'm like, hmm, she probably greased that one. Just listening in. <laughs> I will also walk behind the desk and stand very close next to Ludusek, just staring with him with my beady eyes. <laughs> is hiring capable test subjects. It's quite the interesting proposition. Such a clever discovery. Wing, looking at the person next to him. Grizzled, looking at the person rummaging through his filing cabinet. And Rook, who's greasing something. <laughs> <laughs> like the desk, helping oh, yeah. out. Are a great fit for this. Anaril blushes at being called clever. She says, Wing, Grizzled, Rook, what do you know about Ekenblim? Oh, boy, that seems topical. Uh, not much, uh, other than we dreamed about them last night collectively, and that... <gasps> oh, is that bad? Dream? You had a dream about Ekenblim? Uh, yep. We were at a fancy party, and we were working at the fancy party with other Ekenblim, and we ourselves, or at least Wing was, newly mothed up, and uh, yeah, it sounds like we all sort of shared the dream. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but... Uh, yeah, I don't uh, I don't quite remember if I was Ekenblem, but uh, I may have been. Oh, at the mention of test subject and Ekenblem, Wing has left the room. I rolled a 31 <laughs> stealth check, so you only noticed just now. <laughs> it's like the did camera I pans, dream, Did pans I dream empty. that he was ever here? <laughs> Was this still part of the dream? Yeah. This is getting more dist- I may need the dragon to pinch me. Yeah, is the dragon still there? Oh, no. Nug- Nugget stayed downstairs because oh. he, he oh. probably has trouble fitting in, you know, smaller or smaller rooms. Yeah. Now. Well, with the 31, she doesn't even notice. So she just looks at Rook and says, wow. She looks happy, her face flushing. I've never tried this before, so I was wondering how the psychic connection would ripple. Interesting. Through time. Well, now we know this works. That's excellent. What? Uh, just pump, pump the old brakes for a second. What? Um, what, what worked? 
What happened? What did you oh, do? Well, I've been investigating this, this dust that they shed. It's so incredibly magical. I've used it as the power source to cast very high-level transfiguration, conjuration, and enchantment spells. Spells way stronger than I could have honestly cast myself. When you sing, you can tap into it, like so. Hmm, and she hums. The gold dust vibrates and hums back. She's got some um, in a satchel. Hum, back at her. I think there's a moment, hum, where it feels like I'm not singing alone. Like a choir. Hum. My theory is that, like insects, the Echemblem have a brief hive mind moment. Not all the time, but there's a flash of a psychic connection to one another just before they hatch. Maybe I could physically teleport you in to observe right at the moment of the psychic connection? It's taken me forever, but I've finally hacked through the anti-teleportation firewall protecting one of the Echemblem hive palaces. What do you think? Are you in? And then she notices, and where did Wing go? <laughs> um... I don't know to the second part, but I'm in for literally whatever. Sign me up. I was just going to nap otherwise, so heck yeah. Wing! Ah, I, I didn't Wing. see him leave either. <laughs> Wing! Um, well, um, I won't ever say no to some adventure, so I'd say uh, I'm, I'm for it. I happen to have a little bit of experience with maybe projecting oneself or, or harnessing some energy from plane that is not this one. So, sure. Two out of three is not bad. <laughs> That's kind of the majority, right? Uh, yeah. So we can just say, hey, Wing, you're, you're doing this now. <laughs> Does the dragon get a vote? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a visual joke. <laughs> Does the dragon get a vote? Wing asked, visually. <laughs> <laughs> Of course Nugget gets gets vote. He is an intelligent self to self sustaining person, I know. So uh for for uh, for this new adventure that we've just volunteered for, um should we need to go anywhere? You you seem to have gotten into our dreams already. Speaking to I'm not really sure why that happened. I'm a little bit concerned that Wing's not here. Maybe we should go outside and then she takes her satchel. Uh with her of gold dust and walks down the stairs to the first floor and then outside to Nugget. Is Wing there? Oh, yes. We we are both sitting at the bar. You see like three empty bottles next to Wing and he's holding a fourth one. And <laughs> Nugget has like a a small tub filled with, with a bubbly alcoholic drink. Like, I'm telling you, Nugget, these people, they keep experimenting with these bug people. And all they do is like kidnap people and brainwash them. I'm like, what is up with these crazy people? You know, just maybe stop experimenting with weird magical dust that might, you know, turn you into a zombie. Okay. Maybe we should just, you know. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, um, I mean, I don't disagree with what he's saying if, you know, that's on the table. But wing, we were offered a job to do more of that. I it, I don't know if you are into it, but, you know. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I, can't, I can't say that I'm too happy about hearing the word zombie, but uh, we now have a job. The three of us. Well, four of us, I'm sorry. If you want, I mean. We, we kind of voted. <laughs> it was a majority rule the majority is present well I think as the, as the two members of the group with the largest physique I think our votes carry more weight huh? <laughs> oh I 
I forgot <laughs> to mention, the pay is 75,000 gold each. Wing gets 75,000, Nugget gets 75,000, Rook, and Grizzle. Uh, to you or to your surviving next of kin, I've already given it to Nulisag. Mm. Who would you like to designate as your next of kin? This is some dirty DM tricking going on here. Is this standard? I'm, I'm, I'm new. I thank you all. But uh, Rook is like already writing down. Uh, <laughs> no questions asked. Uh, his his goddaughter, basically. Uh, well, if we if we do have to pick someone, I'm sure you could find him. But please, please find Yemek. I'll I'll write it down. Let me go find something. He'll scamper off to somewhere to rummage through something else and maybe find something to write with. <laughs> We slam, we slam our respective sized drinks. Okay, here we go again. All right, lady. For that amount of money split between two people, I, we, are, we are in. But you bet, best tell these, these two smaller individuals, you know, what's, what the proper deal is, you know? I've, I've seen this stuff does do some things that are not very nice. Well, I mean, okay, that, again... A little bit alarming, so maybe, yeah, maybe just a few uh, more notes would be appreciated. There may be a list of, of side effects or possible <laughs> side effects of this experiment <laughs> that I can write down. I really Not. don't know. <laughs> Not well, I'm, I'm convinced it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's... In, for a, in for a copper, in for a pound. <laughs> Wing, what do you think? Well, I think she's crazy. <laughs> but is that a no? <laughs> okay, I mean, that's never a no. It's more of an addendum, you uh, know? Okay. <laughs> I can live with an addendum. Miss Eneril, you have not heard of like the things this does does? Do you even know what you're doing with it? Oh, yeah. I'm like the... The world's expert in this dust, really. I mean, I can't think of anyone who knows more about it than I do. Which is an alarmingly small amount of knowledge. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So what you're saying is we're discovering this list of side effects as we go. Mm. Yeah. Uh Oh. (laughs) And go ahead and roll that insight check. Uh, It's it's a 14. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, she's sincere. And then... um, I'll give you some extra knowledge that I don't think you would get from the insight check, but I'll just give you, I'm just DM info dumping, which you can do occasionally. Apart from Barry Rawlings, who made the cast iron rod and Dusty Deeds, um, apart from Barry Rawlings and, uh, oh, a whale of a tail. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but um, apart from Barry Rawlings, Anaril Evanera is possibly the world's expert in Eck and Bloom Dust. Listen to What Happens in the Forest. For more of what she did with it. This this is some depressing info dump right here. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, and then the Echo themselves probably also know what it does. Okay, yeah. so let oh, me sorry. let me just yeah, school so. school the researcher here. Can we? Okay, so f- can so we do an aside? Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, you go ahead. <laughs> Okay, okay, Miss Miss Enero, you listen here. The things we've seen is this too. Okay, make magic portals that may or may not take you to strange realms that you want to go. Also take you to other weird places. So not reliable. That's so that's get that off the table. Not reliable magic. Second thing, bring things back to life as zombies that want to kill you. So also like big no no. You know, zombie 
big no-no. Okay, so off the table with that. Other thing, take children, transform them into weird, to, you know, inject people. I mean, come on, what, what are we doing here? Where's the upside? Oh, I've got something for you. And she takes out this, what is it called? Soul fizz cans. And she hands one to each of you and says, oh, you won't become a zombie if you drink this. Like ever? They hired me because I'm a, I'm a, uh, what is that called? Mage for hire to help their, uh, I captured an ecumblim for them. And they started producing soul fizz again. So I've been helping them out and I have some cans. Here you go. And you can all, if you'd like, uh, Wing, you already drank this. Nugget, you already drank this. But you're immune to becoming a apple finge zombie if you drink this. Forever? Yeah. I chug it down. Can't say I really want to become a zombie after I'm done here. So, okay, down the hatch. What does and it... Then, oh. <laughs> and then about that first thing with the teleportation, that's kind of the point of this experiment. I hacked into their hive palace because that was the one location I couldn't teleport to. It had a really big firewall. You're very free with these and vague with these words that you're using in your descriptions. And, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm an old time goblin, so yeah. There's uh, a lot of a lot of talking and not a lot of saying. I think is what we're both in agreement about. Or really here. explaining. Yeah. There's just a lot yeah. of words. Yeah. Let's do it. And she well, you, can't, aside, you cannot argue with that enthusiasm, though. She's just, you know, just right there. And, that right uh, there is a person who's, who's driven, and who I will follow for adventure. That person has their life figured out. <laughs> Whatever's left of it. All right, so she's drawing a circle on the, like, floor of the guild hall. Oh, she's just doing it right here. Should I give you this? Should I give you this paper with my next of kin now? When do we, <laughs> does this need to be signed? Yeah, now. Oh. And then she takes her paper. She's got it. Okay. She hands it to Nula Sag. He's, he's got it. I'll do and the she's, same. She's made a circle on the ground. She sprinkles some dust on the ground in the guild hall. There's the teleportation circle made of Eggenbling wing dust. Step inside and sing a note, and don't think about anywhere in particular. If you do, you're likely to teleport there. Fighting against your destination will take my attention and make it harder for me to hack into their defenses. So don't. Just sing a note and think of nowhere. Okay, well, I'm going to reach over and grab one of the cups from the bar and <laughs> toss it back, and I'll be like, well, you know, no reason okay, to hold oh, back oh, now. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on there, guys. Oh. Okay, hold on. Okay, <laughs> lady, lady. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, everybody, just take, take a chill, take a chill. Okay, all right. First off, should should we open exclamational portals to maybe allow uh, otherworldly creatures in? Maybe in like a safer location with like guards around it. Maybe you know, you know. Maybe open a window, like a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I look over I mean, at Egg. Is he alarmed with anything? Oh, uh, no, man. He's seen worse. <laughs> All right. Okay, can he, can he at the very least drum up like some, some guild members and like stand around this thing and make sure, you know, no extra dimensional yeah. in, invasive species uh, try to get through, you know? Just... Yeah, there's like, I mean, you guys are level 17. The bartender's a level 20 druid. Oh, damn. Nusi, she has oh, white okay. hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah everyone I around mean... you is level 17 or higher. Well. Um, is, uh, just, I'm just trying to, you know, cross T's and dot I's here. Is is there a way back? Do we do we tie a rope to our waist and maybe to a chair? Can, what? 
This, or this, the dragon. This feels kind of one way, if you ask me. Oh, no, if you've got some Ekenblum dust, you can go anywhere. Can I borrow some? I, I <laughs> Absolutely. don't have it. <laughs> she hands you a bag of Ekenblum dust. What do you do with these? Do you snort? You put it in a circle on the ground, and then you sing a note and think of the place you want to go. Well, I'm you just going to do it. You can snort it. You can definitely snort it, yes. Wait, wait, you told us not to think of anywhere to go, though. Which one Which one is it? Please be specific. I don't want oh, to end up... Oh, for this time, don't, because I've got to hack through that firewall. All right, I'm doing it. So confused by this notion of a firewall. It's okay. All right, I'll... Are we going through this wall of fire? Are we going to burn? I don't, yeah, I don't like fire. I really don't know. <laughs> just, so, just... I, world, world expert right there. World yeah. expert. You are... Yep. Oh, man. Have I got a salesman to pair up with you? Let me tell you. <laughs> um, Grizzled will go ahead and step into the circle mm-hmm. and yeah, clear too. his mind. It shouldn't be too hard. I'm actually kind of used to that. Yeah. Um, la... I did it. Oh, crap, we have to sing, don't we? <laughs> um, uh... Wing, you coming? <laughs> is this circle large enough for large dragon as well? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, we all should step in. Uh, and I, and I, will, I will hack this little sing thing of you by using my mimicry to copy an opera singer's voice. And when the players all sing a note at the same time, it'll work. Me, 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 me. Ah. <laughs> it works. All the power. dust resonates with the notes you sing. It vibrates and lights up, getting brighter and brighter. Whoosh! Bright light and golden sprinkles are all you can see. Rook and Grizzled, please take off your headphones and <laughs> I'll wave you back in. Okay. Already. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Wing. The light fades, and you can see you are alone. Nugget's not with you. You... <laughs> player angry. Okay. You are alone in a tiny room, smaller than a bathroom stall, with white wallpaper, a mere arm's reach away from you in all directions. Hmm. That's not wallpaper. Do you touch it? Oh, yes. I start scrambling around. Okay. It feels like fabric underneath your black feathered hands this is like being inside a white wedding dress starchy crunchy the air tastes weird it's tingly and there's something you're leaning against like a wall but it's not smooth and your back hurts a lot the tingles condense at that pain you feel yourself sprout a pair of moth wings which you can't open in this tiny space there's something else firm on your side that is not the cotton ball fabric of these narrow walls uh, I I will grasp it. You grasp it. Are you rotating around to look at it? After I grasp it, yes. Okay. You're, you've got one hand on either side of someone's face. Ah. <laughs> Inches away from you. Eyes closed. Ceramic face still as if sleeping. You've been backed up against the empty body, body of a mid-transformation Ekenblim. The skin is hardening like porcelain, like an exoskeleton. Huh? I panic. I, I I try to shake this ceramic person awake. They are shaking and they are not awaking. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't want these wings as well. So uh, let's see. Uh, do, I, do I have my dagger? Uh, as you lift the dagger, you cut the cocoon and you can see light outside. Oh, I was going to cut off these muff wings of mine. 
that's some body horror stuff right there. <laughs> um, you, all right, okay, well, let's just say there's not room even to open the wings in this cocoon. So there definitely wouldn't be room inside the cocoon to cut off a limb of yourself. Um, sure, sure. Do you fight your way out of the cocoon? <laughs> we'll do that first. Yeah. Okay, all right. You and Nugget both emerge into an arched room like a Pringles can from a person height egg case. Person height egg cases are all around. Please remove your headphones and I'll wave you back in. And I'm just going to ask you to treat it like an arm for the moment. Yes. <laughs> okay, just, just for a moment. <laughs> well, if you, would, if you start to cut, it'll hurt just as bad as an arm. Okay, all right, I'm going to. Okay. All right, take your headphones off. Uh, Grizzle. Goodbye, Rook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Grizzled, the light fades and you can see you are alone. You are alone in a tiny room, smaller than a bathroom stall, with white wallpaper a mere arms reach away from you in all directions. Hmm. That's not wallpaper. Do you touch it? I do indeed, yes. I will reach out and gently touch it with the tip fingers. It feels like fabric. This is like being inside a white wedding dress. Starchy. Crunchy. Oh, that feels lovely. Um, do I see any any exits or any way out? You turn around, and I'll, I'll narrate. So, the air tastes weird. It's tingly, and there's something you're leaning against, like a wall, but it's not smooth. Your back hurts a lot, and the tingles condense at that pain. You feel yourself sprout a pair of moth wings, which you can't open in this tiny space. There's something else firm on your side that is not the cotton ball fabric of these narrow walls, and you rotate it, so you can hardly rotate in this narrow space, but you manage it. Ah! Inches away from you, eyes closed, ceramic face still as if sleeping, you've been backed up against the empty body of a mid-transformation Ekenblim. The skin is hardening like porcelain, like an exoskeleton. Well, my goodness, okay, um, yeah. Grizzle's going to recoil, and I know there's no room to, to really move, but again, just try to pull away from uh, this this porcelain doll. Um, I'm I going to very carefully... There's no room to move around it, correct? As you push up against it, it's like pushing up against a wedding dress. It's not the strongest material. Can I look to the floor and see if there's a seam or anything to grab and possibly gather up? Yes, it's all like a, a bow bun at the bottom, all twisted together. Okay. Um, well, Grizzle will reach down and uh, maybe get down onto his onto his knees, if he can manage that, um, and lift, start to lift, put his, his head down to the ground and try to peek to see if he can see anything under. You see an arched room like a Pringles can. Person height egg cases and taller are all around. And Wing and Nugget are out there, and Wing is sawing through his wings that he has just sprouted. Grizzled will definitely pull uh, pull the, the fabric the rest of the way up and exit, um, letting it fall back behind him and say, uh, uh, Wing, Wing, what's, what, what is going on? Where are we? What is on your back? <laughs> and please remove your headphones and I'll wave you back in. Okay, I'm in. Rook. Yes? Actually, wrong person. Everyone else. <laughs> Wing and Grizzled. You both emerge from your cocoons, and so does Nugget. Wing immediately starts trying to saw his new wings off. Um, it looks very bloody and painful. I'm just letting you know. Uh, all right. Um, 
And as you're emerging from your cocoons, so do two other slender, insect-like figures, fanning their never-before-flapped, still-wet moth wings. A green light flashes on at the entrance to this room. Well, this is something. Uh, are, do, do you need help, uh, Wing? Is there anything I can... This looks... That looks like it hurts. I don't... This, I can't do this. What, um, what is going on? It is incredibly painful, yes. I can see that. Do I? I? I look over my shoulder. I have wings too, correct? Oh, you want me to do you next? I don't. I most certainly don't. No, <laughs> no. You stay over there, sawing your wings off, and I'll stay okay. here. Um, have these other two said anything? Are they doing anything? They look like newborn babies. They're just like looking around them like, what? Uh, hello? Uh, Rook? Questioning. Hello? Uh, wing, have you seen Rook? Am I Rook? Uh, are you Rook? It's like uh, an echinoblim made out of an elf. <laughs> oh, no. Definitely. Def, def, you are not Rook. You are Carl. I don't know. The transformation can be quite powerful. Ish. Oh, okay. Your wings are removed. <laughs> they fall on the ground. Um, I'm going. From, I'm, out, go ahead, from outside, a flying moth person is attracted to the green light. She pulls up and hovers. Oi! They call into the room. New hatches, get your hineys out here. The two other new hatches flap their drying wings and fly outside. What do you do? Uh, Suffer and pain, I guess. <laughs> uh, Gressel's going to look to see if there's a, another cocoon, like just calling out a little bit. Rook, Rook, And Hello? you're looking at dozens of egg cases. Oh dear, this, this might take a minute. Um, Hundred. This might take a little more than a few minutes. Let's uh, do. Uh, we take the ones wing. on the left. I'll take the ones on the right. Okay, start that, cutting into the first okay. cocoon. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. All right, I was gonna knock, but uh, slice away. One last chance, hatchlings, get over here. Is she gonna get mad at us if we don't go? Uh, I have been a hatchling in like fourteen years, so <laughs> this is this is new for me. Most most definitely, I was never hatched. So you're gonna have to take the lead, please. Oh, yeah, I have been at before. That's right. Uh, should it just take, like, half my hit points of damage for those wings cut off? No, no, no. Zero damage. They were extra hit points, so they're gone. You gained a body part, so you lost the gain. You're back to okay, normal. It washed. I, li- <laughs> I like it I like it for my immersion, so I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, Grizzle, you can gain 30 hit points. Those are your wings. The two newly hatched Ekenblim walk to the cavern exit, fluttering their new wet wings. The floating Echinblim hands waiters' uniforms to the two new hatchlings. She also hands them a tray, and, testing their new wings, the newly hatched tray-carrying Echinblim and their boss fly away into a large, well-lit open ballroom area beyond, where hundreds of other Echinblim are zooming past every few seconds. You two are left in the room with person-sized cocoons. Please take your headphones off. I'll wave you back in later. Rook! Uh, yes? The bright white light with golden sprinkles fades, and you can see you are alone. You are in a tiny room, smaller than a bathroom stall, with white wallpaper a mere arm's reach away from you in all directions. Hmm, that's not wallpaper. Do you touch it? Oh yeah, I immediately reach out and rub my hand along it. It feels like a wet sponge. Damp. Soft. It smells like being inside a bowl of ice cream. Hmm. Interesting. Can I can I lick it? I'm gonna lick it. I'm not gonna ask. I go over and I, I lick the wall. Oh you don't yeah, you just lean in like three inches. Yeah. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, it tastes weird. It's tingly. The air in here is tingly. Uh, and the more you lick and there's, there's, you know, and there's something you're leaning against like a wall, but it's not smooth and your back suddenly starts to hurt a lot. And the tingles that you're licking, they all condense at that pain. You feel yourself sprout a pair of moth wings, which you can't open in this tiny space. And there's still something firm on your side that is not the wet squish of the walls around you. Hmm. Can I in- investigate it? Do, do I have room to move to be able to look and see? Yes. Okay. What is what is in my side? You can hardly rotate in this narrow space, but you manage it. Ah! Inches away from your face, eyes closed, ceramic expression still as if sleeping. This whole time you've been backed up against the body of a dwarf that is mid-transformation into becoming Ekinblim. Their skin is hardening like an exoskeleton. And a third face is also inches away, looking intently at the sleeping face, not reacting to you at all. The three of you are all so close that you're breathing in each other's exhalations. This third person has glowing red eyes, giant ram's horns, and huge folded bat wings. Again, they aren't looking at you. They don't react to you at all. They close their eyes, red glow hidden by shutting their eyelids. Hmm. And they're not reacting to me even though we're this close? Hmm. Correct. I would like to reach out and poke the person on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) They don't react to you at all. Hmm. What about the dwarf? Can I touch the dwarf? Mm-hmm. The dwarf's skin is hardening like an exoskeleton. Uh, can I? But um, can I interact with them? Am I? Am I? Am I there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're physically there. Hmm. But they're not. T- they're not doing anything, huh? Nope. They've got their eyes closed. I would. Hmm. I guess I'd like to close my eyes. Can I close my eyes and see what's happening? Does that do anything? <laughs> Yes. You close your eyes, but you don't see darkness. The dwarf is sitting at a dinner table with another adult dwarf and two small dwarf children. The children are being loud and the spouse is telling them off, but it's all good-natured. The red-eyed devil strolls up to the table, pulls out a chair, and looks at the dwarf, who looks calmly back at the devil. The dwarf says, Yes, take this. Take it all. Make me perfect. You blink. And the scene changes to the dwarf painting at an easel, kids running around the room, knocking over a jar of wash water that was on the floor. The dwarf sighs and bends down to attend to the spilled water. As they bend down, you can see behind them. Red eyes! Red glowing devil's eyes looking at the dwarf hungrily. The horned head opens its mouth. As if breathing in, this whole scene is sucked into its gaping maw. Blackness like it normally is when your eyes are closed. Hmm. Curious. I will open my eyes. You open your eyes. This cocoon is now drier, fluffier, flaky, a bit more spacious. The devil with red eyes, giant ram's horns, and huge folded bat wings is looking satisfied at the dwarf. There's enough space now for it to hold up a hand and admire the golden sphere it holds. Illusory flames riding from... Illusory flames rising from the sphere. Inside, more scenes star the children, the dwarf painting, and the spouse. Perhaps this is a soul. A soul just sucked out. The devil that had previously completely ignored you now casually turns its head away from the newly created dwarf Ekenblim. It meets your gaze, looking right in your eyes. You know it can see you. Um, awkward. Hello, I am Rook. 
that looked maybe a tad bit evil. Um, <laughs> is that a soul you're holding? Yes, Rook Shields. But I'm surprised. It's a few years early for us to be seeing you. Hmm. That's not the... I don't like to hear that. I assumed I was going to go out quicker. Um, uh, what is your uh, deal? Who are you? And do I know the dwarf or no? You do not know the dwarf. Okay, just checking. Uh, yeah, so I'll ask the devil that. Fernando Halevy. Mm. And why, why do you have the soul I collect souls, as do most devils. The Ekenblim have made such a wonderful arrangement because they don't need their souls. They're immortal, so we take them. Mm. Well, I love making deals. Perhaps we have something you might be interested in, Rook. It waves its hand, and the glittering gold sphere disappears. Another wave, and it's holding a salt and pepper sphere, whose ghostly flame flickers with many colors. Song emanates from it. Many colors of flame flicker from this salt and pepper sphere. Hmm. Uh, what is it? What is that? Hmm. What will that cost me? <laughs> Do you know what this is? I don't, but I'm very curious. You see inside it, Britta, a picture of... Young Britta. A picture or? A, uh, a memory of young oh, Britta. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, is it my memory? Hmm. No. Okay. Hmm. Where did you get that? I don't think you know what this is. I don't, but I... Hmm, I'm very hesitant to keep talking to you. I don't <laughs> like this. Well, this is your friend, Helmer Talbot's soul. But he's dead. He's been dead for... Fifty-ish years. <laughs> That's why he's a soul. Hmm. And he, like, juggles it a little bit. Well, okay, well, be careful now. That's my dear friend. Now, what will giving me... I don't... I'm not a magic user. Why would I need a soul? Okay, I'll keep it then. I do love souls. Well, okay, well, what are you doing with... I need more information here. Um, If I wanted to... Take that from you, what would it cost me? How about that question, Sir Devil? Now that's the question. What is better than one soul? More than one soul. <laughs> Millions of souls. There is a very high-value world that isn't letting the Ekenblim break into it. 64th floor, Hall K, row FF. 64th floor, Hall K, Row FF, figure out how to crack into that world, and we will give you the soul of Helmer Talbot back. Well, even provide a body, everyone wins. Mm, that's strongly debatable. Um, what is the world? You want me to break into a world so that you can have a million souls and I get one? That's the deal. I'll let you think about it. <laughs> and then he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Rook is going to... Uh, I guess I will look down at my feet and kind of think about that and mull it over for a little bit and then shake my head. And I'll try to 
Is the dwarf still in the room with me or no? Yeah, yeah, they're not moving much. And you have wings now and it's cramped in here. Uh, can I like can I like try to push on the walls? Can I try to like force my way out? Yes, and you tumble onto the ground. Oh. And I'll wave everybody back in. You're in a room with lo- You're in a room with lots of eggs. Okay. And uh Wing has sawed their moth wings off. And, uh, Damn. yeah, and they're all looking around for you, and it's as grizzled. Oh, <laughs> put those headphones back on. <laughs> okay, all right. You're in a wing with lo- you're in a room with lots of egg cases, and Wing has sawed their moth echinblim wings off, and it's as grizzled as is calling out, going rook, rook, that you tumble out from your egg case, and you are all united. Oh, my goodness what in the world you have wings grizzled oh. uh, so i do i i <laughs> wing had wings what um, i think <laughs> I, I knew we should have tied ropes around each other this uh... <laughs> that oh, you... and, and rook you have wings too by the way ah! you too i um were, were we all in in that that lovely soft kind of cocoon just a, a few minutes ago? It tasted like weird ice cream. Oh, you licked it. <laughs> you didn't? No, I can't say that I did. No. <laughs> Wing, Wing, what about you? Were you? I see. How did you get your wings off? Oh, I took care of that. What, what me to do you next? And I hold up a bloody knife. Uh, yeah, actually. I do not want them. I don't <laughs> like this. Okay, just turn your back to watch me. I kneel down. Well, no, I don't kneel down. You're way taller than me. I just turn around. Uh, Yeah, as I'm being removed of wings, I don't know if there's rolls to be made. Um, It hurts as bad as if he's cutting off your hand. So as long as you're okay with that, I guess it happens. But I mean, if you're if you are averse to that, then um, it would not happen. It's up to you. I 100% am okay with that. Okay. (laughs) We are as. Yeah, as he's cutting, uh, did you guys see a a devil, a horned devil in there? You had quite the experience. Um, You didn't see that? No, I I saw what what looked like a porcelain doll, to be honest with you. (laughs) I I would agree with you on that, actually. Wing, what did you see in your cocoon? I, I don't. I, I do really don't want to react to give the DM the satisfaction, but I'm gonna go like, oh really, a devil? Uh, what kind? Of, what did the what did the devil look like? Uh. It was about four <laughs> times my height, um, and had red horns and red eyes, and it offered me just a you know, uh, not great trade. He um he had a friend of mine in soul form. And said that if we helped them get access to a world, he'd give me my friend. But I don't trust that. Uh, he said it was 64th floor, Hall K, row FF, that we have to get access to. Did you guys, is that anything that you guys heard? Do you know what that is? I had a wild time. Okay, uh, are you done back there, Wing? I mean, souls, souls and coin for who hasn't been there. All right, and that's the left one done. All right, you're good to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... I, I think maybe I'll just keep mine for right now. 
Um, are, you, are you sure? I mean, we kind of voted and it's two against one here. So. Uh, mm, ah, yes, I, I see that. Uh, I'm going to have to say I'm sure. But I, but when I do change my mind, you'll be the first to know. The second. Okay, I'd probably probably ask Nugget because he can get him off like one clean chop. This was, this was like a whole mess that didn't have to happen actually now that I think about it. Yeah, but you know, it makes you work on your hand-eye coordination, which is always a plus. Start, start juggling free, free knives. I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Did we take damage at all or no? No, because you gained hit points if you kept the wings and you lost those hit points by losing wings. All right. Is, is Grizzle able to like stretch his or have any control over his at all? If I try. Yes. Yes. You actually have gained the ability to fly. Oh, this right. could be well, now I'm a little bit jealous, I suppose, <laughs> but... Um... So condescending. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, let's, uh, I've, since I'm the only one flown. that kept them, let's, let's see. Um, Grizzle's going to try to flap his, his wings and see what happens. You fly. You have pretty bad control over it because you're mm. brand new to it. Uh, you know, you bounce off egg cases. Uh, it's kind of icky, but yeah, you're fl- flipping, flapping. Oh, well, thank goodness he's a soft. Uh, well, this is certainly different. Um, do, uh, you, uh, don't, don't, nah. don't you worry. Uh, Nugget, why don't you show this guy the ropes? And Nugget stands on his back legs and two large uh, arcs of elect- electricity shoot out of his back and form electrical uh, wings that flap and carry him up into the air. And he shows you how to fly around a little bit. I don't, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I mean, if he's had them... Oh, good. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try. I'm, I'm going to... Grizzle's going to try his best to, to mimic and learn how to fly. Maybe get a little bit more control. But this this seems like... Uh, Wing, you saw the green light, right? Gr- green light? You had green? Well, we were we were here, and, and someone yelled, and there were two other, I guess, hatchlings that, that went to work, I, I believe. Oof. Just hatch and already set to work. We've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> Once again, uh, no. Weird, oh, weird flashbacks to this morning waking up and then getting put to work, teleporting to this place. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't like that. We should. You want to go find where they went, or I, I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong here. This is alarming. <laughs> this whole. Okay, we're all yep. on. Okay, we're yeah. same page. Oh yeah, yep. This, right. this is certainly alarming. I think we have to. Uh, I, I think we need to find a way out, and I think our way out is towards the green light. Did Grizzle still a, see where that light is? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you're in a Pringles can-shaped tunnel with <laughs> egg cases. <laughs> I took it right from DM who plays Willie. Okay. Yeah. Um, from the episode Pants Handlers. Of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, you know, there's light at the end of it. And one of them is a green light on the wall. Yeah. Oh, what? so you're approaching that? Quick question. Did Anaril come side? with us? Or was this just us? I forget. Just you. Okay. So we're not like trying to find them also. Okay. Continue. Ah, uh, well, how about I go uh, look at the green light? Maybe there's an exit. Okay, and so the walking order is Grizzled in front of everyone else by about 10 feet. Okay, Grizzled, you're the first to hear. Loud voices are approaching from outside this cavern, and there's like a ballroom-style golden light open area outside the cavern, but 
Um, and and Eckenblim are whizzing all around. There's hundreds of Eckenblim out there just like going about. It's like the highway, you know. Um, and loud voices are approaching from outside this cavern filled with person height cocoons arguing with one another. What do you do? I will look back and in a very hushed tone say, I think we should hide. There's someone coming. And then find oh. something to hide behind. Uh, okay. And I just, it's a Pringle-shaped can tunnel. I feel like there's not a lot. <laughs> with person height cocoons also. Yeah, let's oh, hide that's behind true. the oh, cocoons. Yeah, okay. I get, rush behind another cocoon. cocoon. Nugget! <laughs> get down! <laughs> oh no. Try! I mean, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna ask for your stealth check in a few seconds, so have that number for me, and I'm gonna give you something before I ask for that. A grasshopper Eckenblim is shouting at an eagle-headed, gray-horse-bodied hippogriff Eckenblim. With the queen gone and Estial temporarily in power, we can't afford to have anything go wrong. The light only knows what she'd say if she gets back from our date and finds out we had intruders. The two are hovering near the entrance, getting closer and closer to this cavern filled with quiet cocoons. And then I'd like your stealth checks now. <laughs> I, I could just start by saying that I got a three, so, you know... <laughs> Uh, the wing is at 24, and surprisingly, the, the large-sized dragon at a 14, so not even the worst. <laughs> and Grizzled? Ah, uh, Grizzled rolled a dirty 20. Okay, so really, it's just Rook. Okay. Um, so sorry, so sorry, my lord, says the eagle-headed, horse-bodied Eckenblim. He enters the Pringles can-shaped room with cocoons and startles upon seeing you, taking advantage of... Of the ground in this room to land, he prostrates himself to the other Echemblim. Bowing so low, his beak is touching the cave floor. His muffled voice rises up. I will have C-Tier West direct all of their defensive Applefinch teams to floor 173 immediately. Floor 173. There will not be any further interruption. He remains bowed. The grasshopper Eckenblim raises her lip in a sneer. I have to return to my work on the 64th floor. 64th floor. See to it that the intruders are dead with before the queen returns, or your rapid rise to BTL will become just as rapid a descent. <laughs> Love that. That's amazing. <laughs> It's fantastic. Not sorry. Whatever. That's great. The grasshopper Eckenblim flies off, and after a long pause, the hippogriff Eckenblim sighs, rises, and heads to the green light panel on the wall. He turns and looks directly at Rook, sighs again, who does not have Eckenblim wings, so good luck using that excuse, sighs again and says, This court is going to hell in a handbasket without the queen here. If you're just a confused hatchling, there's nothing to be scared of. I know you're there. Show yourself. I look at my friends who seem to have hidden themselves a little bit better, and uh, <laughs> I step out and I say, yes, that's me. Confused hatchling rook shields. Um, yeah, power struggles, right? You know? How's that going? What's, uh... <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, and I walk out, and and I will I will 
position myself maybe in such a way that would prevent further seeing of my teammates. Mm-hmm. If that's possible. You're between them and the large dragon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Roll your persuasion check now, and that'll determine how they respond. They're not a dwarf, right? No, they're a hippogriff. That's right. Okay. Well, then I only got a 12. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> he doesn't see any wings on your back. That is he true. He pushes a series of buttons with his beak, then turns and looks at you and sighs again. The light changes from green to red. A door you hadn't noticed in the wall opens, and you hear skittering cow-sized bugs approaching. Please roll initiative, and remember to pre-roll your first few rounds of combat dice so nobody's waiting on someone else's dice to take their turn. So wait, real quick, do I see them, or am I, by audio alone, I know they're cow-sized? By audio alone. Oh my goodness. Mr. Rook, you have such specific ears. I do. I I mean, if you've ever heard cows... Okay, fun fact. Did you know you can hear the difference between hot and cold water? Listen to boiling water being poured into a cup and then cold water, and you can hear the difference. So I'm going to go with you can hear cow-sized versus normal-sized insects. I'm on board. I doubt that that's a valid comparison. (laughs) Okay, you can hear insects skittering coming at you from a tunnel. Well, everyone roll initiative. I got a 23. Wow. Uh, Grizzled got a, a 19. A 12. Does Nugget act on your initiative wing? Yep. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Bursting into the room are giant cow-sized earwigs. <laughs> I could Everybody tell by the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm drying a Pringles can. (laughs) (laughs) It even has a little Quaker dude on it. Um, And so, or no, that's the Quaker Oats guy. All right, so anyway, um, I'm drying a Pringles can. Uh, You, Rook, are kind of close to the entrance. I'm going to put you uh, 20 feet from the entrance. Okay. For Rook, this Ekenblim is going to fly off because you're dealt with, just to let you know. That's rude. And oh, I'd like to know thinks. Wing and Nugget and Grizzled where you guys are in the room. You uh, you can be at the same position as Rook, 20 feet in, or you can be your choice of distance apart. And it's just going to be a 2D. With Theater of the Mind, sometimes two dimensions is easier than three. So we're just doing two dimensions. How far are you from the entrance to this Pringles cavern? Uh, I, was, I think I'm probably like 15 feet behind Mr. Rook to the side. No, behind... I was trying to get inside the cocoon, but then I just stick to the side of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Grizzled was kind of trying to take the lead. He was probably closer to the exit, I'd say, maybe away from the door. I couldn't hear you. Say that again? Uh, about 40 feet away from the door. Okay. And who got the 23? Rook did. And the 19? Uh, Grizzled. Okay. Also, Nugget is right above me, squashed against the ceiling. That's his hiding place. But hiding so well. Nice. Yes. He is stealth. excellent i'm gonna say that they are coming from the back of the tunnel and that they are 40 feet from grizzled who is 40 feet uh from the front of the tunnel okay so first up is rook you are um you are 20 feet so you are 60 feet from the, the earwigs there are four of them and they are rampaging towards you what do you do 
Um, well, I don't move that fast, so I suppose I'd probably stay put, and I would probably prepare, or, I mean, um, ready in action, uh, and just wait, because I don't really see the point in moving at my age if you don't have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would like to prepare a goading attack on the closest one and so basically when it gets closer I'm going to hit it and then if I succeed it has to hit me basically it's like a taunt kind of thing yeah what's your trigger um just I guess if it's either coming straight at me or if it tries to go around me within five feet I will just do that but I will just wait for the closest one okay you're 60 feet away so I'm just gonna let you know that it's not gonna happen Grizzle it's your turn you are 40 feet away from Four earwigs that are rushing at you from a door that opened in the side of the tunnel. What do you do? They're cow-sized. That's quite large. That's, that's a big That's a big cow. Uh, Grizzled is going to... No getting around this. Let's, let's get rid of these quickly. Well, not quietly. Grizzled will make his way towards them, um, moving towards them. Um, and when Grizzled is within 10 feet of all of them, uh, then Grizzled is going to... Uh, arms of the astral self, and I'm going to summon an additional set of arms. And uh, when that happens, there's kind of a, an explosion of some very radiant, very bright energy. And each one of those um, four needs to make a dex saving throw. Eight, nine, eleven, and non-natural twenty. Uh, the twenty saves, uh, but the other one now take two d10 force damage. Okay, the other ones drop to the ground. Dead. They already were dead. They're still dead. Oh. Well then. Okay. <laughs> um, as, as Grizzle just sees them all fall, uh, he just stares at the one that's standing and says, Hello? And um, how much damage did they take? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Rolls. Thank you. And that'll be the end of Grizzle's turn. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the end of your turn. Okay. And then that first earwig that was 10 feet away from you is going to move up to you. It moves 10 feet, and it's going to bite you and then tail stinger you. So it's going to bite you for a 19 to hit and tail stinger you for a 10 to hit. Do those hit? The 19 meets. The 10 does not. Okay. Then you take 26 piercing damage from its bite. Gotcha. That ends its turn. It's standing 70 feet from the entrance. Wing, you're up next. You are 35 feet from the entrance, which means that you're 70 minus 35 is 35 feet from Earwig 1. I jump out of hiding and say, we are the single problem. That you oh, he already flew away. Damn it. Too late for that. Uh, okay, I see that the, the goblin has four arms now. That is awesome. I will I will pull out a bazooka and fire twice at the, the Earwig that is uh, attacking him. Since these guys have uh, very weak guards, apparently. Uh, 31 and a 24. They both hit. Who the first one it? does how much damage? A minimum of eight. <laughs> okay. Well, just tell me, how. since they both hit, how much damage does it take yeah. total and what type? All right. And everyone pre-roll your dice. Uh, 26 piercing damage and 12 lightning damage. Are the piercing damage magical? Yes. Okay. So then 26... Plus, got it. Um, it drops to the ground, dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now, uh, so did you move at all? Uh, like five feet to get out of my cocoon. And uh, then after my turn, Nugget will drop down from the ceiling, pick me up on his back, and we will uh, fly 20 feet up in the air and forwards. So we're a little bit closer to uh, Mr. Grizzit. Okay. So I'm going to say that you're 40 feet instead of 35 away from the entrance and 20 feet up. Oh, so they came from like the back of the Yeah, I just do linear ah. combat because Theater of the Vine is, is kind of hard to do like two directions. I'm just making it simple on us right now. Not that I don't do two dimensions sometimes and three dimensions sometimes like in uh, what happens in the forest. Uh, I was like, do you want to climb a tree? Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm terrible. All right, so Earwig 2 shakes itself off. It was dead. It was very dead. And it moves 10 feet and attacks Grizzled. Grizzled, do you get hit by a 26 bite and a, what's, uh, 15 to hit tail stinger? The 26 bite will hit. Okay, you take 26 piercing damage. Earwig 3 shakes itself up off the floor and attacks Grizzled, moving 10 feet to them. Uh, a 10 probably doesn't hit you. But a, I'm just going to relax this at an angle. Aw, a nine probably doesn't hit you. Earwig three feels sad about its life. Earwig four comes up off the ground and does a 16 hit you, Grizzled? Does not, no. Okay, well, an Earwig four is also totally useless. Why am I here? But they're all alive again. Woo! And they're now 70 feet from the entrance. And just to remind everybody, Rook, you're 20 feet from the entrance, placing you 50 feet from the Earwigs, and it's your turn. Okay, I I am going to bonus action and movement. I'm going to dash so I can rush and be all the way up in the face of this earwig because that's 25 feet twice, 50 feet. Nice. And then, because I feel really dumb for just waiting because I thought they would come to me, I'm going to action surge so that I can be of use. <laughs> And so I will take an additional action on this turn, and I will try my goading attack again. I want it to fight me and not anyone else. Grizzle so, probably appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled a uh, 21 to hit. Yeah, and just to let you guys know, their armor class is 14 to help okay. with your pre-rolling. Okay. Uh, you would need to make a wisdom saving throw of 18. Is this earwig 1, 2, 3, or 4? One is whichever one was badly close, injured. Whichever one was closest to Grizzled, so I believe that was two. That's one. Oh, yeah. it's one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, because it actually hit all the rest missed. Oh, okay, yeah. And you said a saving throw? Yeah, 18. Wisdom. It, it gets a 21 on that. Oh, jeez. They're just so dumb. Well, at the very <laughs> least, it takes seven damage for the Ooh, attack. Ooh, and it falls dead to the ground. Hmm. <laughs> That's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> the suspicious look from Wings player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eric Wong's dead. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Grizzled, it's your turn. You are currently standing within melee range of the dead Eric 1, Eric 2, Eric 3, and Eric 4. Well, that... and Rook. And Rook. Uh, thank you, Rook. This is quite uh, interesting. They seem to come back, hopefully, not too many times. Um, let's just get this over with then. Uh, Grizzled will go ahead and attack the uh, one of the remaining standing. Let's do number two. Okay. That's 23 damage. Or 23 to hit, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, and what type of damage? This is bludgeoning. Okay. And it's non-magical? It is. Ooh, no. So with my astral arms, they do count as magical weapons. 
Nice. Cool. Okay, yeah, Earwig 2 falls dead to the ground. Yeah, 14 damage was the, the damage on it. Um, and then as a bonus action, I will attack again to number three. Yeah. And that is a 21 to hit. That hits. Okay, and another 15 damage. Earwig 3 falls dead to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> um, this is going to be very interesting to see here. Uh, and um, there's still one up, is that correct? Yes, Earwig 4. Okay, then that'll, that'll do it for right now. That'll do it for Grizzled. All right, at the end of your turn, it's Earwig 1's turn. It picks itself up off the ground. It was dead, but it's not. <laughs> and it's going to roll a dice. Okay, it's going to attack Grizzle, because that's what the dice said. Okay, Earwig 1 is going to attack you. Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. Take 26 piercing damage, and then I'm going to try the Tail Stinger. Come on, Tail Stinger. Does a 15, no, 16 hit you? It does not. Ah, one of these days. Okay. Earwig one is up. Uh, Wing, it's your turn. You are 30 feet away and 20 up in the air, um, which means, uh, I don't want to math that, 30 feet away from uh, living Earwig one and four. That is correct, since D&D uses a non-Euclidean system. Word. Uh, okay, I see what's going on here. Uh, uh, Nugget will do a strafing run while my eyes light up with blue light and uh, I will open my beak and exhale lightning damage over the four both standing and lying underground earwig thingies. Are they may make a dex... Is Sorry, this yes? an area attack that's going to get your friends? No, that's why I let them do a strafing attack so I can, you know, make sure that I don't hit those. It's a I'll cone. give you half I can of them. End it. Okay. <laughs> I'll take or it. Or your friends and all of them. <laughs> I'd, I'd, you, you would know that Rook would be down for taking a hit, so <laughs> feel free. Well, it's, it's not a small hit, so I think you would consider that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take two. I'll take... Uh, uh, that, that's kind of a waste then. Oh, well. Okay, I'll hit, I'll hit uh, uh, the two standing ones. Okay. Yeah. If they, if they can succeed on the DC 17 dexterity saving tour, they could take half. Uh, first one got a 12, and second one got in eight. Aww. They both take 38 lighting damage. Wow, 38. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh my goodness. That would have hurt. You were right. <laughs> Earwig one drops to the ground, and 98 minus how much? What was? How much damage? 30, 38. 38. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah, all the earwigs are dead. You guys. Wow. And Luckily, with my bonus action, I can command Nugget to uh, bite as well. So he will bite one of the downed ones, please. Okay, which one? One, two, three, or four? Let's they're, take one. They're all, okay, let's, all right, one. Let's take yeah. or, order. Uh, I'm assuming a 20-something-something something hits the yeah, down. Yeah, AC 14. Yeah. Do, do you want to hear damage, or is that just fine? Yeah. Oh, okay, you really do. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Double all right, damage so while they're dead. Oh, the site automatically crits. Uh, that's, uh, that's only, uh, 17 damage, lightning and piercing. Okay, we're going to double that because dead things can't prevent criticals against them. It's sort of like the paralyzed rules. If you, uh, um, every, any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Yeah, that was already doubled. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I rolled poorly. Oh, that's okay. So it was how much? 17. Got it. It was... It was a nibble. Just a nibble. Just a nibble. Um, You nibbled on an earwig, Nugget. Yeah. 
Is that the end of your turn, Winged Nugget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so suspicious. Okay, Earwig 2 stands up off the ground, and it's close to Grizzled and Rook. You're up in the air wing, so I'm not going to include you in this roll. Grizzled again! Dice are random. Man, it's all right. <laughs> this is why not random is sometimes better. Maybe I should just not random it. But we're doing real D&D combat. Oh my gosh, it got a nine to hit you with its bite. Definitely it finally hits you with its tail stinger. I assume that a 25 hits you. 25 does hit, yes. yes. Okay, so take 13 piercing damage and make a constitution saving throw. Right. Oh, that is a 17. That passes. Thankfully. <laughs> Well, that's the end of Eric 2's turn. Eric 3 stands up. It wasn't dead either. <laughs> and going to roll that dice for Grizzled Rook. My goodness. Mm, yes. This is exciting. Do you know that your odds on the dice? Um, just to let you know. And that was a 5. So, Eric 3 is going to attack you. That hits and also hits. So, take 26 piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then are you still up? I'm still up. Take 13 piercing damage and make a constitution saving throw. Still up. I'm also going to no longer roll for who it hits. <laughs> Do it. Do, Do it. it. That is a 24. Okay, you pass your constitution saving throw. So you only take the 26 piercing from the bite and the 13 piercing from the tail stinger. Gotcha. Earwig 4 stands up. <laughs> and it's going to roll a die. Okay, really random it? Hey, it's the game. <laughs> okay. That was a three, my friend. As we all know, you are odd. Very odd. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm quite odd, yes. <laughs> okay, it's going to attack you again. That is a 19 to hit and a 17 to hit. The 19 means. Okay, you only take a bite for 26 piercing damage. Mm, that puts me down. Oh, you're down. Okay, Rampage. When it reduces a creature to zero hit points with a melee attack on its turn, which the bite is, the... Applefinge can take a bonus action to move up to half its speed and make a bite attack. It doesn't even need to move. Rook, you're finally being attacked. Love it. Love to see it. (laughs) That was a 22. Oh, yeah, that hits. You take 26 piercing damage. Bring it on. Okay, it's your turn. You're within melee of four. So Grizzled is down. I am down. That is correct. I would like to... uh, I think this works. I guess I don't fully know. Um, I have an ability called Rally, which allows me to give temporary hit points to people. Will that bring somebody back up from zero, or is that separate because they're not up? Temporary hit points don't count. I didn't? Okay. Well, then I won't do that. Uh, instead, I will just hit the thing in front of me three times. Okay. Eric, one, two, three, or four? Uh, whichever one Nugget blasted with... That's Eric one. Eric one. I want a piece of that, and I'm going to hit uh, three times, and one of them is going to be another goading attack, so you will need to make a wisdom 18 saving throw. And I rolled a f- 9, a 16, and an 18. It got a 22 day. on its saving throw. Jeez wheeze. <laughs> I'm just following <laughs> dice. Well, I hit two hits for a total of 16 damage, which is No not way! A lot. Look at how many hit points it had! Can you see that number? Not at all. It's a 16. That's a sheet. <laughs> I'll send a picture in the chat, maybe. But That's it's fantastic. a 16. It has 16 hit points. Eric 1 is down, and it does not rise again. Ooh, I'll be down. Okay, guys, we just got to keep at it. Um, <laughs> hey, Wing, do you have any potions? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Grizzle just toasted as if this was their last hurrah. <laughs> 
had Rook a good life. looks down <laughs> at Grizz, Grizzle knocked out very, like, wistfully and like, man, if only. <laughs> All right, that's my turn. <laughs> Rook wants to die. Grizzle is dying. So, um, Grizzle, please make a death saving throw because it's your turn. It's a 19. Nice. Yeah, it's a pass. Everything's fine. Yay! Well, as fine as it can be. <laughs> <laughs> Earwig 1 does not rise. Wing, it's your turn. Okay, uh, I will first uh, help Mr. Uh, Mr. Grissit. I will use my bonus action for a healing word, and I will do the... That parrots sometimes do. And that heals you for a little bit of points. That heals you for seven hit points. Hey, all it's right. it's so inspiring. It is very inspiring. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then I take two shots, which I cannot actually miss because I have a plus 14 on my attack. So, But I still wrote, because you can get a natural one, which still misses. So, you know. And you can get a natural 20. You can get a natural 20, which I, I sadly did not do, because then it would do a lot of extra stuff. Uh, both attacks are on, uh, on air week uh, number two. We're just going to focus that fire. 26 piercing, and it was... Uh, oh, I've got an extra D6 from Nugget. Thank you, Is Nugget. it magical piercing? It's all magical. <laughs> Wing is always a magical boy. And 14 lightning damage, of course. Okay, 26 and 14? Yep. For 40 total? Okay. The earwig drops to the ground dead. Yeah, we've seen this trick before. <laughs> Even Grisit can do this trick. <laughs> he drops dead, he comes back. This must be something that came with the wings, maybe. Mm. Is that the end of your turn? Yes, it is. And you remain 20 feet up in the air and, f- and 30 feet away? Uh, no, I'll make, sh- I'll, I'll make sure that Nugget drops down into the melee so we have another uh, sack of hit points to contribute. But you're still 30 feet away. No, we're strafing overhead. Oh, so we're... got it, got it. You're moving 30. Okay, so everyone's in the same spot. <laughs> okay, good, because now I have three dice. So one to two, Rook. Three to four, Grizzle. Five to six, Wing. Oh, wait. And Nugget, There's Wing yeah. and Nugget. I'll and just nugget. roll a d4. Okay. It's fine. All right. Grizzle, look at that. Look at that. Your friends. Hey, that's fantastic. That was a four. Nugget. Um, Dang it. The earwig, too, that Nugget just attacked is going to reciprocate with a, uh, gosh. <gasps> he nah. stood back up. What? Oh, yeah, stood back up. <laughs> with a, a 25 to hit. Oh, that hits. For 26 piercing damage and then a 10 to hit. Darn it. Earwig 3 stands up and I roll the four. That's wing. Does a non-natural 20 hit you wing? Uh, exactly hits me, yes. Perfect. Take 26 piercing damage and then an 18 Ooh. misses you. Yes. And then Earwig 4 stands up and attacks Grizzled. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> Seriously, no, what? <laughs> I open no. my grizzled really? grizzled opens his eyes to be like ah yes I'm back in the nope never mind <laughs> um I've thought long long and hard about life and death and uh, I'm experiencing it all right now I mean they even bad. have advantage yeah this is bad um that's a uh, a nineteen to hit you nineteen beats. for twenty six piercing damage but then the tail stinger misses oh that's a bonus. <laughs> That's Ooh. that's lovely. I like to hear that. Any miss is a good miss, even if uh, I'm already down again. <laughs> mm. Rook, it's your turn. Mm. Did it roll oh, with wait. advantage because um, he was prone? Does, 
Does, yeah. Well, mm, mm, so no. Uh, so goading. I'm just nope. That probably would have hit. No. Okay. So goading attack drops off when they die, right? I mean, I don't think it's ever succeeded, but um, yeah, it's but, still my next turn. This is like the enemy that can't be goaded because yeah, okay, that's yeah, a so, fair Brooke, point. It's, it's your turn. Very nice. Hey, I'm going to take two attacks, um, and I hit on both of them if 17s hit. Yeah. Okay. So, two of my attacks do a total of 18 damage. I'm not a high damage person, but I look at. Uh, at um, Wing, and Wing seems to be doing great. And I'm going to use my third action or third attack as a maneuvering attack, which means I get to tell a teammate as one of my actions to take their action or take an attack instead. So, Wing, you can take an attack instead of me. Ah, very nice. Nice. Very nice. Uh, thank you. I will. I will. I will. I will. I will fire at, at, at one of those that is still standing just to make sure they're all on the ground first. Yeah, two, three, and four are still standing. And Rook, what weapon are you attacking with? My Here. punching shield, which is magical, and okay. it does bludgeoning damage. Yeah, okay. So you, like, m- describe what happens as you punch in your uh, it's, And how much damage does it take? Uh, it took, um, oh, God, what did I say? Uh, it takes... 18. 18 damage, yeah. Okay. Um, right. It's still up. Describe that. Okay, so it's got the the shield, and actually, ooh, actually, I didn't even think about this. One of the things I can do as if I hit with my shield is I can push them back five feet. It's not super helpful, but I'm going to take my shield, which has, like, studs on the front, and I'm going to slam into this earwig beast as much as I can and shove it back five feet, not killing it, unfortunately, so the five feet might not matter, but... You push it through an egg case, crushing an blend baby. <laughs> <laughs> That was unexpected. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) And uh, Wayling Wayling can do their attack. And then I fire into the the, the cocoon after it (laughs) with my bazooka. Uh, It's only eight piercing and three lightning damage. All right. It's down to 18 hit points and it drops dead. Oh, wait. Oh, maybe it doesn't matter. But I'm sorry, you get to add a d10 to your damage roll. Oh. Because of the the commander strike thing that I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's four more piercing damage. Okay. Nice. It's just dead up. Actually, because it was hit twice, the second the wing attack was doubled because it was dead, flying through the mm. egg case. It was already dead. So, wing, how much damage did you do? Uh, like did eight and three plus the four. Uh, let's see. Oh, because you want to double the dice, of course. Only. Uh, you can double that's the number. Two. It's okay because it's easier. Okay. Uh, 15 total, so that makes it 30 total. 30 damage, magic. and it was at 26. It flies through the egg case and does not rise again. <laughs> We're making slow progress, guys. Please make a death saving throw. Let's do this again, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. This, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is a 16. Wow. What is death? Yeah, that's that's a very fine question. I've been trying to find out for a very long time. Oh, amen, amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Wow. Um, all right, we're back to earwig one. It's very dead. It was slightly dead before. Nice. I will make Princess Bride references until the end oh, of time. Yeah. And as well, you should. Wing, it is your turn. Oh, that's fast. You okay, are currently okay. in melee with all but one earwig two. It. 
had, was blown through a, a cocoon pod and is laying there and isn't rising. But you're in melee with three and four. All right. I will f- fire one shot each at three and four, respectively. Oh, and also, Grizzled is down, and these things do two attacks, and just letting you know. All right, keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be such a burden. I didn't mean to be, but... Uh... <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're Hopefully good. you're, you're all good. unscathed in this. <laughs> <sighs> you know, you take these guys along, and you hope that... They're... No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so number three takes uh, 20 damage, magical stuff. And number four takes 17 damage, magical stuff. And then I will use my bonus action. You already had your ah! of the day. So now you're getting a, come on, Mr. Kizzle, get back up. What are you doing? <laughs> and that's my healing word. <laughs> Love it. So you take oh, four, four heal. You heal four hit points. There you go. All right. Feeling great. Oh, I got to hey. see the light again. That's uh, interesting. All right. I'm Wonderful. back. I have uh, bad news. After Wing's turn, it is Earwig 3 and Earwig 4's turn. Of course. That's how it's been going. And if you'd hit the same one twice, you would have done double the damage. So Earwig 3 stands up and is going to roll a d4, guys. Good point. Are you trying to outrules me? <laughs> How nope. dare you? <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, all right, so number four. Uh, number four is Nugget. Nugget. Does a 13 hit Nugget? No, yes, 20, I see. Nice. Well, a 26 probably does. Okay, Nugget, e. please make a constitution saving throw. Oh, gosh. Uh, what's his? Oh, he does not have a lot of... Oh, yeah, plus two. That's fine. <laughs> As the earwig that is cow-sized tail stinger attacks you. That's a 10. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nugget. Can't move or speak. <laughs> can't take actions or reactions. Has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. And attack rolls against Nugget have advantage. And any attack that hits Nugget is a critical hit if the attacker is, in, is within five feet of the creature. These are the poisoned and paralyzed effects. You can repeat your saving throw at the end of each of your turns. And once you're successful, you're immune, uh, but uh, not until then. And it was uh, 13 damage, right, the stinger? 13 damage for the stinger. But more importantly, uh, you're poisoned and paralyzed, which is a bad combo. I mean, it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And that was Earwig 3, so Earwig 4 is going to go. And if Earwig 4 hits Nugget, it has advantage and is critical. That's a 2. Oh, my gosh, Grizzle. Bring it on. Come on. I'm not. I'm not. I just refuse. I want to see what you do when you attack. So, Rook, you're being attacked. <laughs> Thank Sorry. you. I love it. <laughs> uh, does a... See that? Favoritism. Favoritism. <laughs> <all around. laughs> does a 15 hit you, Rook? No, it does not. Okay. And does a 21 hit you? Yes, it does. Take 13 piercing damage and please make a constitution saving throw, Rook. I got a 26. <laughs> You're fine. Hey, all right. right. It's your turn, Rook. Earwigs three and four are up. Okay. Um, I They're cow-sized. Will... <laughs> <I> still. <don't>... <laughs> still concerning. Um, and spotted. Hmm. Okay, so Grizzled is up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to look at Grizzled, and I'm going to do a rally. <laughs> I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to say, hey, man, good on you. Let's see if you can... <laughs> Make this one count, and I—I I would love to. Yep, 
And you gain nine hit points temporary, not healed, but temporary. Uh, and um, so that's one. That's my bonus action. And then I'm going to take three attacks, uh, two of which hit, one of which was a nine, and I don't think that hit. Um, I did forget to roll damage. Total of 14 damage to one target, three attacks. So the, the two attacks, the first attack drops it dead, and the second attack, the damage is doubled because it's dead. Oh, okay. Well, then... Uh, the I number is doubled, not the, the dice. The number. So then that specific hit would have been 12 damage if it Great. was doubled, and then I'll do it again for the third attack. Well, um, so I'm saying that the, you said you, you had three attacks, mm-hmm. one missed, and so you had two. The first one that hit, hit oh, yeah, normal damage, yeah. and the second one that hit, the, amount, the number of damage that it did is doubled. Okay, so then that one would have been 12, and I forgot that I only okay. did two. Yeah. All right, so what's your total damage? Uh, that would have been uh, 18 total damage. Okay, we're down to 45 hit points on Earwig 3, and it is down. Um, hey, guess what, Grizzle? <laughs> I'm getting hit again? It's your turn. <laughs> Assuming that Rook's done. Uh, can I, I? I guess I don't have. There's no way to like move to be more in front of Grizzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shove him to the I just, side. I just want him to be behind me. Sandwich maybe. me between your shields. Yeah. <laughs> but he is I, prone right now, so I'm gonna let you stand over him. Yeah, I want to be like. I want it to be awkward for him to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you are there. I am and not. speaking of Grizzle, you wake up and you and you see Rook. Slam his attack shield into a giant cow-sized earwig, which dies, and then he hits it again before it hits the ground, and the exoskeleton caves in where it hit the second time. And he's standing over you now. Oh. You have quite the view. Yes. The, well, well. Let me let me just say, uh, twice is a lot. Once <laughs> going going to that light once, extreme. Twice, very extreme. Um, I'm going to stand up. As, as awkwardly as it is for me to do that, uh, Grizzled will stand up behind Rook. Um, and if I were to move back, would that invoke an attack of opportunity? If you leave the melee... Previous editions said that casting a spell would cause an attack of opportunity, so a lot of spellcasters like, get that, uh, that feeling like, oh, I should back up before I cast spells. But actually what causes the attack of opportunity is leaving the melee range of enemies in 5th edition, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So if you're backing up to avoid attacks of opportunity because you're spellcasting, I'd say don't do that. Cast your spell. Spellcasting. Uh, I, oh. I don't think any of us know what that really is. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I don't know what you do. Wing does. <laughs> um, so uh, what? Hmm, let's see. I still have wings. You can disengage to leave the melee range without provoking an attack of opportunity, but that is an action. That is That is an action. So what I will do then is... Um, I'm going to use Step of the Wind. I'm going to use one one key point to take Disengage as a bonus action. Uh, so we're going to do that. And I'm going to back up, not too much, because I want to stay within 10 feet. So I'm just going to back up enough to be outside of, of well, what I've known throughout my life to be normal range. Uh, and then while I'm at 10 feet, I'm going to go ahead and make a, a, a melee attack with my Astral Arms, which have a reach of 10 feet, um, against... There's still... Which one just went down? Number three? Number three. Against number three. Yeah. And that is going to be a 21 to hit. That hits. Okay. So the roll was 14. Is that doubled? Double it. So 28. Wow. 
Uh, 28 on that, and then since I used my bonus action to back up, that does not give me another you, bonus. You can attack twice with your action as well. And then, that, oh, that's correct, that is correct. I do have the extra attack. Yeah, then, um, yeah, yeah, describe what happens as it only had 17 hit points left. Describe what happens. Oh, fantastic. And so your second hit. On, on the second hit, as, as Grizzled finally summons up some kind of action, he's been a punching bag for the last few minutes. It's terrible. Seconds, actually. My God. Seconds. Uh, the, the radiating arms coming from his back, now kind of under the wings, um, reach out and imagine just a large fist coming down, um, a big arching blow from above, just smashing down into the to the carapace of this beetle, uh, attempting to crush it into the ground as much as it possibly can, hopefully squishing and squelching as much as possible. He's going to bring down as much force. Pieces of bug fly up from the fist as you thoroughly you squish it so hard. Pieces of bug fly up, yeah. Um, and then so uh, I guess give me a ruling on this. So since I, I used my key point as a bonus action, uh, I do have flurry flurry of blows, but I can't use that again, correct? Because that correct. also okay. No, well, then we're good. Then I've I've taken one away, and since I've disengaged, I can now move back a little bit further. So I'm going to put a little bit more space. <laughs> between Gr Grizzled and uh, uh, and the other bug that I'm assuming is still there. So I'm going to back up, let's say, 30 feet. Excellent. Further. So. Putting you 30 feet away. Got and it. And still standing. Look at me. <laughs> is that the end of your turn? That is the end of Grizzled's turn, yes. Excellent. Earwig one, dead. Wing, it's your turn. There is one remaining cow-sized earwig, Applefinge. All right, okay, all right. So first what I'm going to do is, uh, I noticed that my, my poor Ekpel Nugget is, is not feeling so well, so I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on him, which uh, cures the, uh, if I'm correct, it, cure, it can cure the poison condition, which would probably take away the paralyzed condition that came with the poison condition as well. Uh, they're different. But, it, oh wait, yes, yes, I am reading the rules. While poisoned, the target is also paralyzed. What? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, every portion of the game works that way, you know. Ah. <laughs> so, ah. so, uh, so that's my action. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to say, Nugget, take your vengeance on this little bug person. And he's going to bite this bug person. Bug. No, it's not a bug person. It's a No, it's just a bug. Cow centipede zombie thing. Yeah. Earwig. So it's like a beetle that's got pinchers on its head and its butt. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're that's called nice earwigs because there's a rumor that they crawl e. in your ears. E. I don't think which, they do though. I think they eat paper, which makes them worse. Yeah, I mean you got a membrane there to stop those things from you. Anyway, uh, yeah, it hits and it does. Uh, this one is still standing. It's not like pretend dead, right? So it's not like, correct. Not like correct. Ah, okay. In that case, it's uh, uh, twenty-one damage. Okay, Piercing and I'm gonna call it there because I'm done with battle. You hmm. kill it. <laughs> Yay! Munch. I survived! <laughs> Almost! <laughs> nice. <laughs> don't, don't you worry, Mr. Chris, I can bring you back like that like 12 more times. Hey, so you can just keep dropping. That's, that's perfect. That's fine. I'd really <laughs> like to keep it at two. What do they say? Yeah, they say once is chance, twice is uh, coincidence, and three times a pattern. So we really want to keep it at just two, I think. Three times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, three, three times. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Hey, well, <laughs> uh, these were certainly interesting. That was definitely way harder than I thought it would be. I'm I, not a fan. They died so easily the first time. <laughs> I was feeling great, and they then, yeah. They could have just ran away, maybe. <laughs> we 
probably could have, now that I think about it. But at least I understand what they went through, the whole dying and coming back thing, which I thank you for. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna sit down for a moment, because this, this, this hurts a lot, let me tell you. Yeah, can we... Should we take, like, a short rest? <laughs> I don't know what we can do here, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> Can we hide in a cocoon? <laughs> As they hide in a cocoon? Yeah, you can. There's some empty ones. As you hide in a cocoon and take a, so a short rest, you yeah, sigh yeah, yeah. in relief, taking your short rest as the last earwig finally stops moving. Speaking of reliefs, all of you see, I'm going to like close the scene here and go to break. Speaking of reliefs, the one in this cavern depicts moth-winged people bowing down, kneeling, and raising their arms in praise too. Now, this might be hard to interpret. You never really know with art. But it looks like they're worshipping a giant severed finger? That's a bit odd. <laughs> Joining us for part one were... <laughs> Rook. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot. I'm glad the wings are off, though. I'm not sure why. But thanks, wing. <laughs> wing. And remember, kids, when strange body parts don't go around you, just grab your kitchen knife and yeah! Okay, okay Nugget, sorry. And Grizzled. Who, despite having wings, spent a lot of time on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also have a review today. Uh, yeah, that's me, huh? Uh, so I'm going to read it in Rook's voice, despite that not being asked. Um, <laughs> so this is from... Uh, Frostfox19, uh, it said, I like fire-breathing kittens because I work in a loud environment and I like to drown out the noise with silly D&D campaigns. I like that each episode mixes up the formula and it's a new story each time. That is it. That's all. Thanks, Frostfox. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. See ya. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. This episode's shout out is from Woggly Matt, who says, quote, Unithor, U-N-I-T-H-O-R for the listener, Unithor, a brand new joystick for retro computers, newly designed classic styled game controller for Amiga, Commodore, Atari, PC with USB, and an array of game consoles and emulators. uni-joy.com End quote. And I'll spell that. U-N-I-J-O-Y dot com Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please, share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special day? We can wish them a happy message on your behalf. You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find ebooks, paperbacks, hardcover novels, and audiobooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notebook with the Fire Breathing Kittens logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make that person smile? Share it with them. Thank you.
Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast with combat. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we are joined again today by Crystal. Howdy. Rook. That was tough. And Wing. We're still standing. Everyone, please roll a d20. I'm no. holding up this piece of paper so you can't see what's on the piece of paper, and I'll flip it around when I have your number. 15. 13. Four. The number was? Ah. Hmm. They can't eight. see it, guys. Oh, it's an, it's eight. an eight. It looks like an eight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's closest to eight? Uh, I guess I that would be me, right? I was four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you. What happened oh. last time, Grizzled? Ah, uh, well, uh, last time, uh, Grizzled and Rook and Wing decided to um, volunteer for Anarel to test out some uh, firewall hacking, which is uh, something that does not in actually include fire. Very curious. Um, Ekimblem research projects was on the topic of uh, was on the top of her mind, and we all stepped into a circle. And when we stepped out of that circle, or at least when we came out of that circle, we were all in cocoons in a Pringles can. Very curious. It's it's an interesting, specific, yet very very manageable to understand. Um, Grizzled and Rook and and Wing, and Nugget, can't forget Nugget, uh, mm -hmm. then tried to escape where we were uh, attacked viciously over and over and over again by cow-sized earwigs. Quite <laughs> interesting. And I saw the light twice. That's where we are. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, so um, yeah, how you doing, Grizzle? <laughs> uh... Well, I can, <laughs> I can honestly tell you that uh, that was not the most enjoyable experience I've ever had. Um, but that being said, I, I feel like we should be doing a couple other things here. And um, not getting hit should be top of our list, please. <laughs> so I can't take it anymore. You are right. There is like a ballroom full of Ekenblam out there. So, you know, if I take the left and Mr. Rook takes the right and Grisha takes the sky, we can... Flank them all at once. Oh, what do you say, guys? Uh, we... Okay. Can... Hmm. Is there an elevator or something? Because we seem like we need to go to other floors. And I don't know what floor we're on. We should figure that out. What do you got? I'm just going to go peek out of the Pringles can tunnel. You poke your head out of your Pringles can-shaped cave that had been full of cocoons. You are inside a beehive whose core is open and airy and arches 100, 200 floors high. The air is filled with the full hum of a lot of wings. The wings sound like thousands of people talking at once. Along the walls going up, there are many rooms. High arches, wide walkways. This is reminiscent of a beehive, but finely worked out of all the same material, a beautiful and hard substance. Fresco paintings cover every inch of the walls, carved into very stoic, but undeniably, beauty, undeniably beautiful art. Stoic like the Mona Lisa. This is a hive palace. At the very top dome is a bright, light, glowy area. Directly across the open core from you, a cavern has a clear floor raised over rings of gold dust, a convenient portal area. Hundreds of Ekenblim are flitting around, flying on their moth wings through the center core, gold dust vortexing after each wing beat, shimmering in the air. 
The bottomest floor on the ground has fighting pits that don't seem to be occupied right now. Uh, so, Wing, you've you've dealt with these, um, the Ekenblim before? Ah, uh, yes, Is, yes, I have. Are we gonna be able to just make our way along here, or do you think they're gonna attack us with earwigs like they just did? Maybe we shouldn't have cut our wings off so quickly. Um... <laughs> What do you guys maybe, think we should do maybe here? I get, maybe someone should get with the program and join the group. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, judging by how I'd like to maybe stay out of the reach of most things right about now, I'm going to keep them. So, do, so, so what do you guys think? Uh, fire, disrupting the structural integrity. How are we going to bring, bring this place down? Well, I, I got the demon thing, you know, that I told you guys about. And... Uh, it wanted me to go to the 64th floor, Hall K, Row FF, but it also seemed evil. Um, I don't know if that's what we should do, per se, but it's at least a clue towards I mean, answers. No, 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 it just feels like you're judging on appearances. Well, okay, well, he had lots of souls. Nice. He had a physical soul that he was holding, and, and it was my friend, so I feel like... You know, there's a, maybe a little bit of stereotyping, but like you know, it's a. Uh, it seems well founded. I mean, <laughs> if 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 holding a soul in physical form makes you evil, I can tell you that I know a, a, a lot of people that are evil nowadays. I'm just saying, you know. You know what? That's fair. That's on me. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so we've all been there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Am I it's right? It's true. Yeah. You you know you're 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 out there adventuring. And you fight evil every day, and sometimes you just get it wrong, you know? And that's, you just, you say I, your apologies, and that's it. I think we're all growing. Great. <laughs> Very proud. Say, I've been around a long time, and it takes a long time for someone to reach that state of mind. Thank you. Uh, the, the now, about quest. this hive. <laughs> the real quest reward for the lessons we learned along the way. That's right. 100%. <laughs> can can Nugget like fly us places? Or I mean, what's he Nugget's is a deal? <laughs> but is it like a big enough dragon? Logistically, I don't. Does Nugget have wings and then also Ekenblem wings? Oh yeah, yes. Oh, oh but I assume that they were cut oh. off. Oh yeah, because Sorry. you guys were in a knife mood. <laughs> <laughs> you. you I did not catch that little detail, but but yes, I think uh, me and Nugget would have taken care of that, yes. Okay, that's fine too. Free will. <laughs> <laughs> Nugget, Nugget has, a, has a perfectly good pair of wings on his own that he can create with you know, lightning. So, yeah. And so there was a portal-like platform in front of us? Is that what you said? Across the... I mean, apart like, from the chasm between you guys, yeah. sure. Okay. Okay. Laterally, it is in front of us, mm. but well, a long I do, distance away. Yeah, I do remember there were there were two floors of note. There was the, the um, Griffin one, right? right? Talking about floor 173 and, and 64. I'd say at this point, we maybe flip a coin. Ooh. Does anyone, anyone have one? <laughs> yeah, I think that might work out. Also, I'm just now recalling this. Remember how I said, you know, tie a rope to, to get back? How are we getting back? Hmm. I, mean, I, I guess, guess we'll, we'll there's figure a that out. I mean, they support. You got some dust, right? 
Yeah. Ah, I do, yes, that's very good. I do have some of that dust, so, um, all right. And you got clear and precise, in, precise instructions how to make the portal, right? You think about it or, with your noggin. Oh, and then we had to draw a circle, yeah. Is do the, a perception was, check. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> a 19. 21. 12. Yeah, Wing doesn't notice, but Rook... And Grizzle noticed that every time Grizzle flaps his Ekenblim wings, they drop some dust. Oh, we have all the dust we need, apparently. I forgot. Flap it a couple more times. Look at uh, look at this guy. Look uh, at this guy. He's prancing around with his wings, making a mess everywhere. You're going to clean it up by yourself, right? Um, well, I guess. Just let it fall to the ground, and I think they're probably used to it here. All right. Well, I have a plan that would take about... How how far away is the platform with the portals on it? Across how far is the chasm? I guess. Uh, like a thousand feet. Okay, disregard my plan. That's <laughs> no, not the bad. I no longer have a plan. <laughs> I have really cool paints that can paint solid objects, but it takes ten minutes per one hundred square feet, and I feel like <laughs> maybe we don't have that time. So Nugget, hey, it's me, Rook. Uh. What if we took a flight on your back to somewhere else? Does Nugget talk? <laughs> yes, he does. Do you, do you speak Draconic? Not at all. <laughs> okay, I will, I will translate. I mean, you know, it's, he's okay with carrying you in his, in his claws while you're right on his back, you know, and, you know, Mr. Uh, fancy making dust everywhere wings here can fly on his own. You know? I can, yes. I'm getting so much better at it. <laughs> well, who wants to uh, flip the old coin then? What do you guys think? Uh, my vote's on the demon. The demon told me about the 64th floor, and I feel like... I mean, if, if you want to go there and make a deal with the devil, I will certainly not stop you. I'm a full can, supporter of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I at least want to have the, you know, like face-to-face -face meeting, not the weird Maybe. sponge ice cream room meeting. I feel like it would be more professional that way um so that's my vote but i'm happy to be convinced otherwise should have licked the wall i'm so curious now um it wasn't I, bad well, it was not I'm, bad that's good to know i'm i'm with with rook i say if uh <laughs> if this demon devil uh may have the soul of your friend maybe we should we should free that so i say floor 64 yeah sounds good okay grab on nugget and i just hold my hands up like this to be <laughs> Grabbed by claws. <laughs> I mean, you're you're very small, so you can just probably just pick you up with one hand. <laughs> <Too like>. hard. <laughs> <laughs> just... <sighs> okay. Grab my arms. Just grabs the whole thing. Like, okay. Can we tell, based on floor zero, where the sixty fourth floor is? Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. You can count right, like <laughs> the, <laughs> the level. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure if we're. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why are you saying that like that? What was, that in, what was that intelligence stat? Yeah. I'll you know, I have an intelligence of 10. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, me too. I think we're all there, actually. So great. Between the three of us, we can get there. That's absolutely correct. As long as each one of us can count to 20, and then one more. Like, we're good. It still leaves us one short. We got Nugget. We'll count Nugget as one. Like... Oh, 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 wait. I think maybe Nugget is the smartest among us, actually. 
which explains Nugget's constant exasperation with Wing. Oh, yeah. The, the entire time is like when I was cutting up the wings, you're like... <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, 64 it is. I'm going to flap my lovely little wings. Yeah, follow yep. up. Okay. Uh, now, I will say, just your observation skills, you do notice there are some non-Ekimblin people in here. Hmm. Are they doing work no well yeah i mean there's like a a mini bar made out of a troll with like a a small mini bar attendant how are of they a troll? the furniture like carried on its back and oh gosh that's not where my brain went okay that's <laughs> a troll way more is carrying pleasant. a mini bar <laughs> as a backpack yeah so they're yeah they're servants of a sort um but you will say all the ekemblim have clearly denoted rank and the moment that Grizzle flies out with Ekenblim wings, <laughs> Grizzle's eyes are widening. And Ekenblim, who had been hovering near your cave, is holding butler and maid outfits and hands you one, Grizzle, and says, Hatchlins, get over here. Come on, come on, get your change, hurry up. You've got a job to do. Let's start you ferrying trays of food. Behind her, fresco paintings covering every inch of the walls, is a ballroom inside a beehive. Do you accept the server's uniform and tray of canapes, Grizzled? I will accept it, yes. This, mm. is, this is my job. Um, and hopefully maybe distract from... Yes, yes, I will accept it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can fly around with no problems. Occasionally ah. someone takes a drink off your tray. Or a canapé. <laughs> I'm a moving end table. It's great. What about Do... us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, exactly. I mean, guys, I'm going to... Well, I don't want to... Yeah, well, does... The one that gives me the job kind of even acknowledge them at all? No. Oh. Hmm. I'll catch up. How about that? You're not in the hierarchy. Hmm. It's well, presumed you're doing a task for another Ekenblin that's higher rank than them. Hmm. Okay. Well, yes. do you want to still go to 64 or do we want to check out this ball? Didn't we have a dream about this? Uh, this is very reminiscent of that dream. Yes. Hmm. Um, well, um... If I, well, let's, let's just see. Let's just see if we can continue on to floor 64. I'm going to keep my tray of canapes and start to leave the, the area. Yeah. You can travel freely. Oh, okay. Well, then. All right, well. Well, you're looking good, Grizzle, you know. Ah, well, thank you. This is very <laughs> restricting, but at least I can fly with the wing. Would any of you like a canopy? <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. And I grab it while still in Wings, or Nugget's, uh, talent. Always make sure to have snacks when you take a trip. Right, so, so, so the first rule of look, looking like you belong somewhere is, like, act, acting the part. So, uh, Nugget will slap the, the, the flying servant with us in the back, and I will, I will uh, copy the, the, the most commanding voice I know, which is, uh, probably the voice of Bonaventura Hellevy. <laughs> And I will, uh, I will use my mimicry to copy in his voice and say, Come on, servant. Show us to the 64th floor like you've been ordered. <laughs> right away. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to count that as pass without a trace. Oh, sweet. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we will, we will, by our 10 intelligences combined, make it to the 64th floor, I hope. <laughs> Yes, you do. (laughs) The 64th floor is different from the cavern with all the cocoons. Different from the fighting pits on the bottom level. Different from the open-air ballroom in the core of this beehive. 
This has the atmosphere of a workplace. You're flying past shoulder-height hexagonal work areas that, despite being constructed of this unusual hard material and covered in frescoes of stoic art, could only be described as cubicles. <laughs> hall after hall, each hall filled with row after row, hundreds of Eckenblim are engaged in office work sitting, waving their hands at illusion screens. Each illusion screen has a different picture in it. A forest, a desert, an ocean. They're all scrolling around unoccupied wildernesses, looking at the worlds they're seeing on their screens, searching for something. You are currently in Hall C. Oh my the gosh. We've taken the wrong turn, guys. We've arrived in hell. <laughs> it might get worse. We need to make our way to Hall K. So that's like three more at least. Well, at least, I believe, <laughs> yeah, yes. I think. Um, um, <laughs> any idea on which, is there any kind of signage or anything denoting going one way or the other that there might be a different letter? Yes. You proceed along the ascending letters, I assume? Yes, 2K. Yes. <laughs> Strict hierarchies demand that the more senior managers get larger offices. The closer you get to Hall K, the fewer hexagonal cubicles you see. At first, there are offices, walled in from floor to ceiling. Then, office suites with a welcome lobby and an inner office. By the time you reach Hall K, row FF, the office suites have become incredibly luxurious. Zen gardens of alien glowing mushrooms give this a palatial atmosphere. It's quiet with just the sound of running water from a decorative stream. Imagine the house falling water by the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Serene. Majestic. High class. Hmm. This is not exactly the vibe I thought we would get, but, uh, is there, is row FF indicative of a specific office? Or yes. is this, oh, okay. Row so, FF is the falling water house. Okay. Were any of the glowing mushrooms within grabbable range while we were flying by? Yes. Munching. <laughs> okay, one second. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's a shit for that. Listen, I've eaten many glowing mushrooms in my time. It always ends well. This is, this is going to be fine. Perfect. You are irresistible to nearby people. Oh. So nothing's changed. <laughs> yes, go on. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> Uh oh, I forgot what we were doing here. Wing, you're you're looking crisp. I don't know I mean, why crisp I, came to mind. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't either, but I I have to agree with Rook here. Wing, you are. I mean, it's the first time I met you, but you're you're quite dashing. Oh, I, I thank you. I I have been pooning a lot lately. Yeah. Bird it bats. shows. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. Eating fr fr fresh worms from the ground, you know, get that fat in your feathers for the sheen. <laughs> nice. Uh, what were we doing? We I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, I think we were still looking for your, your, your friend, right? Oh, right. The demon. No, sorry. Devil. Um, right. I mean, as long as that's okay with you, Wing. Yeah, Wing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I can understand for people of your stature, I am quite imposing and commanding presence. But uh, come on, people, we're on a mission. We should we should focus up a bit here. And I mean, how? It's just like fanning himself, like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. Uh, we got to go. St- have... We got to go steal some souls from a devil. You know, just just a day's work. All right, let's do it. And Absolutely. I walk toward row FF office waterfall. Okay, yeah, it's a house. Is there is there a door? Yeah, there's a front door. I walk up with gusto. The house's and, uh, entrance is this is a house built over a waterfall. Oh, I see. With a majestic garden all around it and hills, you know, with trees like picture um autumn leaves on trees, you know, but it's a mushroom garden. Uh yeah, and there's a waterfall and a front door and we're talking like 6,000 square foot first floor, you oh know. My. Yeah. Wow. And the whole, like, you can see there's, it's mostly empty with, like, super well-designed minimalist furniture. And the back wall is all glass so that they can look out on the the view of the gardens and um, the trees. And there's a window that you pass when you're walking up to the front door. Can I see anything inside? Yeah, there's a person working at a desk facing the back windows. Hmm. I'm going to kind of glance at my friends for approval and then also just sort of knock at the exact same time and sort of shrug and be like, I think, I don't know, you know, we'll just see what happens and I'll knock on the door. I've got canapes. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Got my bazooka, so. There we go. We're all bringing something to the table. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And I go, hello, Rook Shields here for soul stuff. Bookshields Esquire. <laughs> uh, the message spell acts like a magical intercom, and an irritated voice says, Come in. And the door like opens by an inch. I push it open, and I walk in. Okay. An elegantly dressed Akinblim, wearing mage clothing with gold and blue hues, is sitting at an illusion screen. Beyond him, a wall of glass looking out on an alien garden and waterfall. His hand raised to scroll in on an illusion screen, viewing a futuristic city. He turns to you, silver blue hair swaying with the motion, light brown skin encompassing passionate green eyes. Um, hello, I am Rook and I was told to come here. And I say that last part with a question mark. I... (laughs) Uh, who are you? I am Syrian. Why were you sent? Are you delivering this tray? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, no, uh, uh, you there, S- Steve. <laughs> Come yes. deliver oh, oh, a yes. canapé. <laughs> of course, of course. Here, uh, Grizzled will walk forward with the canapé and and taking on the, the role of, of this Servant just kind of bow his head a little bit and hold up the canopy. Say, here, would you like uh, a canopy? Place them over there. And he waves his hand dismissively and continues looking at the futuristic city screen on the illusion screen. So it's like a bird's eye view of a world, and it's a futuristic city. Can I make an insight check or investigation or something in regards to what the devil told me? And if this is like... Is this guy, like, looking at the world that the devil was talking about? I don't know how I would extrapolate that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, regardless, I rolled a nat one, so just, you know, maybe disregard everything I just said. <laughs> I mean, Thought about it. is it possible that you say something out loud because you're, you're peeking? Oh, especially with a nat one, yeah. I definitely, like, <laughs> start monologuing like, hmm, that looks kind of like the... I wonder if this is what the devil was talking about in my ice cream dream. Um... Hmm. And I'd say that out loud. Does the Egan Bloom react? Uh, I mean, yeah. So I've got, you know, like how when you interact with games, you can do some prompts. You can do, who are you? And he's got a speech. You can do, what's in that illusion screen? And you can do other prompts. Um, what what sort of prompt would you say that? So that's an ice cream devil prompt? I, yeah. So I didn't well, prepare for that. Well, and I think I also I was asking if I thought the city was what the devil was talking about. So I'd be I'd probably oh. be referencing the the city in the in the other end of the screen. What uh, hmm? What is that city there that you're peering through at? Okay, all right. This world I'm viewing now. Sadly, I can't yet give it to the queen, but it's only a matter of time. It'll crack. They all do. People are vile, ugly creatures. They betray their own the moment they have a chance, often for no benefit to themselves, purely out of spite, to see someone they hate get hurt. It's cathartic to them. And then perception check for Rook alone, and other two, take your heads off. Headphones. Mm. <laughs> Not your heads, your headphones. Take them off. <laughs> I know I got hurt a for lot, a second. but... Just your headphones. I, I'm doing this a little bit too long. It's late. I got a uh, 19. Okay. Rook, you're not sure why this Ekenblim ma'am doesn't see it. The city on the screen has a little flying boat constantly cutting a chink out of the circle. If you took that boat down, the teleportation circle that makes up the margins of the screen could complete. It's flying around and around, cutting a gap in the circle every few seconds, blocking the glitter from forming a complete ring. Can his Ekenblim eyes not see this? Hmm. I'm going to wave your friends in because only you know this. <laughs> we're back. And we're back. Who are you? Are you here with the tray? Set the tray down and leave. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, we're here for that. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, do you know a big red devil who takes souls? This might be a little forward of a question, but... <laughs> oh, I see that you're not Ekenblim. Yes. Your friend there, the server could tell you, all Ekenblim are voluntarily created... They have to want to be an Ekenblim. Hmm. Is shouldn't be. Hmm. Oh no, you're you're absolutely right. We are all we all volunteered for this. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even that lowly bottom tier Ekenblim knows. Yes, it's a process with. <laughs> Sorry, the goal of, I was assigned one task for this episode, and it was hierarchy. Why the Ekenblim suck? <laughs> I think I've done that. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay. I am an S-tiered Ekenblim for a reason. I gave my queen the world of Guasso. She deserves all of the worlds. People are awful. When they have free will, they make terrible choices, preying on the weak, hurting one another. They're much better off with her making their choices for them. She's out now. When she gets back, she'll love this present. And he gestures towards the illusion. Can I pull my team aside? Where I would feel confident that we could have a conversation he couldn't hear. Yeah, like outside the house. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. I'm like, hey guys, let's uh, <laughs> let's just real quick. Uh, just, you, gotta, 
gotta come outside. So, yes, yes, I'll go out, take the tray, and I'll head outside. Wing, do you come? <laughs> oh, I take this opportunity to, to, to have a terrible idea. That's what, I, that's what I was getting at. I was wondering. <laughs> so I, I stride up to the desk with my uh, somehow immaculately looking beautiful fetters right now and just uh, leave my elbow on the table and go, <laughs> Hey, I'm Wing. Uh, yeah. I see that you're a very busy person. You're very important, you know. It's, uh, I, I am also known to be a very important person, so I know the pressures that brings. But uh, my friend here, you know, Mr. Brooksfield's Esquire, very important as well in a different world, you know. Not like these, these lowly academic servants we have. Just ignore that. Just ignore that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we would, we would really, as, as honored guests of the, of the Queen, we would really be, be helped out so very much. If you could just help, help my friend, Mr. 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 Uh, Rook here, just get in touch with, with the devil he's looking for. I know you know. You know the guy. I know the guy. We know the guy. You know. We know we know. And so, you know, I, I get that you have, like, a whole paperwork thing you normally have to do and go through that. But just between you and me, just, like, lightly put my feathered paw on his, on his hand. Like, like, between you and me, I don't think we have to go through all that. You could just call him up for us. And then, uh, you know, we can get this metal set a little bit quicker, you know? So I did roll on the random potion table that you were irresistible. I'm going to say there's one minute left of that because I want that to end. <laughs> <laughs> I will use that to its fullest potential. <laughs> yeah, I mean, random potion table, man. Like, it, that's, it was out of 100, you know? Like, so, okay. Um, so your exact request is that he brings the devil. Um, <laughs> well, when you say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when you kind of parse that down. Akinblim. I think he can do that, right? Gosh. I mean, um, and he has, like, teleportation abilities. He shakes his wings a little bit. He goes, what was your name? <laughs> okay, I already said my real name once. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Wing. Yeah, Wing. Me. For I you, am... anything. <laughs> and he shakes his wings. It makes like a cloud of dust around him. He like arranges it so it goes all the way around him. And then he teleports and pops back in. And you have 30 seconds left on your irresistibility. <laughs> Fernando Halavi is back. And let me just describe that for you guys. Ram's horns, glowing red eyes, cloven hooves, long tail, bat-like giant wings. Second cousin of. I like to yeah. think that, I like to think like at that moment, me and Grizzle were like <laughs> halfway out the door like, so I'm thinking that we're going to yeah, need to this trick this guy somehow. 100% to, um, great plan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> guys, I got it. This escalated. Okay, let's get back in there. Yeah. Okay, with the tray. And we're entering rounds, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to use your same combat initiatives from earlier. A wing, we're on you. There's 30 oh, seconds. That was that is so helpful. Oh, thank you so very much. What what, what was your name? I will. I'm going to definitely recommend this to the queen. The, the, this is a great. Job. What was your name again? Syrian. Syrian. Yes, I will definitely remember that. I have a large brain. Okay, I'm going to count summoning a devil. It's your turn. Next up. Rook, there's a devil. Hey, buddy. Um, so, and I look at my team and I say, so this is the guy that has my friend's soul. And um, I don't like that. Does, does he just want to maybe give it back? Have you, Do you want to you... give it to me? Are you going to give it to me? 
No, I would not give it to you. Well, you know, I I could. Do you want to make a deal? I don't. Mm, I don't. I really don't. All I don't it trust takes you. Is you cracking into this world here? You're here. You've come all the way here. Just help out a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna do that for a minute, and that's gonna be my turn while I think about. <laughs> all right, Grizzle, it's your turn. Um, while this is going on, Grizzle, to is there this world in like one room? Yeah, you're in the house. Is there any way that maybe Grizzle can stealthily kind of get out of sight? Yes, there's a kitchen and an island in the kitchen. You oh. can duck behind the island in the kitchen. It's off to the left to help you imagine things. Mm-hmm. And the desk that the person's working at is straight back. And the kitchen is divided from like a living area with a recessed seating area in the okay. floor. Um, carrying my tray. I'm going to so go. You, go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Kitchen, wall, that doesn't extend all the way across the room. Recessed seating area behind it. Okay. So I can, yeah. I can, uh, ideally he could be in the kitchen and still like not, kind of had light aside. Okay. Um, Grizzled. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this tray into the kitchen. And, you know, I don't want to make a mess, of course. So don't, no, no, please get mad at me and make his way into the kitchen and <laughs> put the tray down, like clack around a little bit and then hide behind the island in the kitchen. Do a stealth check. That is a 31. Oh, damn. Yeah, and you, yeah. Yeah, you have that 10 from being in disguise. 41. <laughs> I'm just going to write hidden. <laughs> Next. Okay. Wing, we're back to you. This is two tallies. I'm going to give you three tallies, then your irresistibility wears off. What do you do? Oh, we're going to ride this way all the way to the station. <clears throat> hey, Mr. Devil Man, you... <laughs> Oh no! I forgot your all <laughs> You got it. <laughs> hey, so my friend there has this little problem. You know, he kind of lost the thing. You know, he lost the soul of a friend. You know, it's 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 hurting me terribly. You know, it's hurting me terribly to see him like this pain. Like, can we maybe you know between you and me maybe like a little arrangement? I have some some you know experience in these matters. Uh, one might say you know. Uh, would you be uh, Would you be interested to uh, have a little talky talk? You know. What a beautiful soul you possess! Mm-hmm. I want it more than I've wanted anything in my entire life. Oh dear, we got a stalker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're irresistible. Um, yeah. So now this devil wants your soul. Yes, I would absolutely. You know, and he just takes out the soul. Waves his hand, takes out the soul of Helmer Talbot. It's salt and pepper, and the flames that come up from it are of rainbow hue. And says, of course I can exchange this for yours. Wing, can I have your soul? Rook's like, mm, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, you make a very, very tempting offer. I think, let me just have a little glitter. Oh, dear. Oh, I trip forward. Oh, I trip into you. Uh, I would like to... Trip into and try to slide a fan to this this soul out of his hands. <laughs> okay, let's see it. I mean, I have a, I have a plus sixteen, so I mean, I've oh, tried. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can steal from the gods. Come on, gods. <laughs> How Tw- lo- are these? Are we in co- like combat lo- length of time rounds right now? Yeah, I'm I'm doing combat. You guys have 
two left and wing has one left before he becomes not irresistible. Not that a, co- a combat can't happen before that. Okay. <laughs> just, just checking. Yeah. Uh, so that's 28. <laughs> <laughs> I did not roll that. Yeah, I mean, he kind of just drops it because he gets to hug you. Yeah, yeah, I'll take, I'll take. Can I? Oh, is it? <laughs> do I feel like it would break? Should I try to dive for it? And it's Rook's turn. Okay, it's falling. I want to drive. I want to dive for it. Okay. Oh no. Oh boy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's good. Should I? What should I do? Like a dexterity check or something? Or what? What should I do here? I like it. Should be some kind of skill, right? Like athletics or acrobatics. Oh, okay. Right. Do you? Yeah. Do I get to choose do, between the two, or you do? <laughs> yeah, you can choose, and I'm gonna set the DC and write it down now. Oh boy. I wrote it down. Okay, it's not amazing, but it's a 17. Ooh, the DC was this. No, it's next to the giant eight. You can't really see it. I can't see this it. number? Can't see it at all. Nope. nope. Uh-uh. Damn it. It's okay. just white. Oh, you can kind of see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a 20. Look, looks like a 20. It's a 20. Oh, no. So, unfortunately, the soul of Helmer Talbot hits the ground and bounces and rolls. Oh. Looks like and it's actions. rolling. Oh, can I still chase it's, after it? Well, yeah, but it's going to roll. I mean, we're at a waterfall, you guys. I can't not Where's set the soul down a waterfall. <laughs> it rolls onto the back porch, and it's heading towards the waterfall. Okay, I would like to action surge and dash after it. Not your turn. Not the way that we're doing Oh, dang it. Grizzle, you're not dead. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) We're already already more successful than we were last time. Um, You're in the kitchen. Do I see this? That's the... No, you you were hiding behind an island. Right, I was hiding. Um, But you do know that Sirion... Sirion is... Stepping behind wing ominously. You can see that. Mm. Oh no, they both want me. <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, there's no it's getting around this then. Hexagon or hexagon. It's many shapes. <laughs> um Grizzled will <laughs> If we need to hide again, we can hide again. Uh seeing seeing Syrian step behind wing, Grizzled will come out from hiding, saying, I'm all finished. Everything's all nice and tidy in the kitchen. Uh, and then walk back into the room, essentially. Okay, you hear Sirian muttering, my last love, Zero, he betrayed me. He stabbed me. This time, I'll make it better. No, <laughs> oh, no. Two stalkers. <laughs> Does he seem can I, oh gosh, let's see. Uh, you were hidden. I, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, not worried yeah. about that. Um, so, I will. Do I? Would I? Would, I'm sorry. Would Grizzle have witnessed Rook running after this soul? I don't think I got to do that yet. No, you haven't okay. done that yet. Yeah. Uh, as I would see it rolling across the ground, I would assume. Mm, it's a tiny soul. It's a big room. Make a perception check. I'm gonna write down the DC in a bigger marker. <laughs> <laughs> the roll was a 19. Nice. Hey. <laughs> they can't see that. <laughs> you got it. You got uh, that. 15. That looks like it might be important. Uh, make sure that there's no mess. There can't be any mess. And uh, Grizzled will go and run to try to grab the soul. It's really diving into the roll here. Yeah. For the no mess, 
Not any mess. I'm going to give you the special DM bonus point thing. What's that called? Inspiration. Inspiration. <laughs> hey, I got to do this. As long you as I don't die. <laughs> we're, all, we're all going for this. Uh, so, yeah, so Grizzled will see that and say, no, 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 we can't have any mess. Um, I'll pick it up. Don't worry, anyone. And Grizzled will make his way to attempt to pick up the uh, rolling salt before it goes somewhere that we can't get to it anymore. What would you like to roll on that? How would I? Because of the distance of this house, I'm going to say that you can do that next time because you're like within five feet of the soul and it's on the edge of it's rolling out to like the back patio and it can fall in between the railing and the waterfall. Okay. So you're on the patio with it because I'm going to count that as like a dash. Gotcha. So just uh, so for the, the heads up, my, my regular walking speed is 55 feet. Yeah, this is a 6,000 square foot Solid. first floor, I like so mm. yeah, that makes mm. sense. I think, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that'll be so the turn. So you are out on the deck with the soul. <laughs> Wing, this is your last turn of being irresistible. <laughs> oh, I got the one more turn, eh? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Do <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you did this. Uh, uh, no, what? <laughs> the dice did this. I, I, look, I look at the devil, I look at the Akablim. Whoever wants me has to beat the other one to death for me. And then I duck out between the arms. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh yes. Right. Yeah. So. I heard something about a jealous lover making it better, so I'm thinking someone's motivated here. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Syrian and Fernando added to the. Well, so. <sighs> Do it. Syrian points at Fernando. One creature can see within 300 feet. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Fernando throws an aneurysm and crumples to the ground. <laughs> the Ekenblim took down the Horned Devil. Horned Devils are only statted like, I think, level 9s can take them. You guys are level 17, so the uh, sorry to come back into this adventure, Fernando. <laughs> you weren't statted for this. Wow. <laughs> what, he's like, dead, dead? Um, or he's yeah. knocked out. I mean, no. You don't bring a horned devil to a level seventeen gunfight. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. Whoa, don't. Wing! I think you got your suitor. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. I am using this opportunity to move as far away from this as I can. <laughs> you guys oh think you'll get out? I mean, book it, book it. I say but we run. It's not your turn. Going back to, I guess Fernando doesn't get a turn. Rook. <laughs> Oh. This is your last turn before combat begins with Syrian. Can I? <laughs> Syrian is an S to your pool. Is that? I don't know if I know that's bad. I don't think I do. Um, I'm going to. Can I position myself in such a way that I could attempt to hit Syrian into his little portal screen thing and like break it or knock it down or something like that? Yes, you can try. Okay, I have an attack called a pushing attack. If I hit, he has to make a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away. I will say he has a plus six to strength. Well, you know, you got to do what the dice do. Good storytelling, (laughs) and then there's like what I want to happen, so I'll just do it fair. Okay, well, I rolled a 21, no, 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then you have to beat a DC of 18. Okay, I'm going to roll this dice, and it's a plus six. It was a 14 on the dice. 
Dang it. Well, I try really hard. Um, can I do my reaction thing where if I hit them, I move them five feet? <laughs> yes, you can. Hey, I move him go. five feet. <laughs> hey, guess who is five feet from the screen? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that because that wasn't the 15-foot push, the illusion screen is not destroyed. But everybody's like feet are up in the air on their back, rolling over the illusion screen, you know. Syrian is definitely prone. Although you have not stopped the Echoblim from invading this world that they're looking at, it does look like this world is... You You know something that the other two players don't. Mm-hmm. This world's probably fine unless someone helps the Echoblim. Okay. Yeah, uh, so uh, that's the end of your turn, right? Yeah. Grizzle, you Still have going for that soul. literally your turn until Syrian no longer loves any of you. <laughs> We're all out, guys. What do you um, do? I mean, well, this natural traction might still be there. Hey. <laughs> it was it it so strong. The magic. Yeah. Love knows no time limits. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> um, Unless you go to a specific place for that. <laughs> and it's by the hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Keep um, it family friendly. Family friendly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kids, uh, don't listen to this show. <laughs> So Grizzled Stop listening for your kids. Stop. <laughs> Seven minutes ago. <laughs> um, Grizzled's still gonna uh, make a an attempt to to grab this soul before it falls over. Yes, you can grab and then move if you'd oh, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, make a grab check. What would that be, Wings player? I don't know. Uh, like a grapple, grapple right? Yeah, grapple. Yeah. Make so a grapple I mean, check against the soul. I mean, it's an object oh. on the ground. Normally, it's just pick it up, but it's up to you. I want to know if it falls into the waterfall. I ah, do. fair enough. Fair enough. Grapple, grapple, grapple would be... check this soul. <laughs> I think that's athletics, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I'm writing down a DC. Okay. Um, In big pen. Not the best, but here we go. Yep, that's um, that's only an 11. Oh, oh no. really? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Tell them. Um... <laughs> That was it, yep. That that was an eleven. So it it was a twelve DC. Ah, uh, <laughs> the, the soul. DM Nugget oh. was also outside. May I? The soul is in midair. It hasn't reached the waterfall yet. <laughs> Shiny okay. object, yay! Hey, maybe. Shiny object, yay! I'm gonna sing. It. Nugget doesn't need to roll. Oh. But yeah, you've got a dragon. It's outside on the outside the deck. It's midair with a soul. It looks real exasperated at you all. <laughs> now that I think about right? it, the, the, the way he would probably grab it is, he would probably just like, up, you know. Okay, cause, in I the mean, mouth. It's, it, it is basically a dog right now. Does he swallow? So, roll to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does not swallow. I was like below a 10. I was like 10 and up to swallow. All right. So, so yeah. we've got Nugget midair. You've got Syrian who... <laughs> Just killed Fernando for you, and is now becoming aware. Wing, you have uh, like a f- you're no longer irresistible. What do you do? I run. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Wing runs I am not, off the porch. I am not ready for commitment. I am sorry. <laughs> Over waterfall onto the dragon with a soul in its mouth. And I cast. Syrian and is going to try to hit you with an aneurysm. I'm going to roll and hit you. That's what the movie is called. What kind of attack is a cause medical condition? 
Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> didn't recharge it. Fails. <laughs> Thank God. Rook, it's your turn. Oh, by the way, I I cast Plant Grove behind me. and Oh, wait, no, Rook is still in the yard. Then. No, 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 never mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't want Rook to be stuck there with him. So I... do I get the vibe that we're running? <laughs> Book it. Uh, can I, before I run, can I do an Artificer's Lore on the screen? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a gnome thing. Add twice your proficiency. Sorry, little proficiency bonus to history checks related to magical items, art, alchemical objects, and technological devices. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sweet. stand by. Uh, seventeen total. Yeah, what would you like to know? What is it? <laughs> is it a, a portal? portal? It is actually yeah. a portal, and the screen is just like it's not actually a screen. Like, could I go through it? Yeah, that was like. You can't go through this one because this world's protected. Oh, right. But they like I, I get the idea that if the thing wasn't happening that I know, they could yeah. have gone through the screen. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is them hacking, breaking into other realities and well, other worlds and what, invading and conquering them. Oh, boy. Well, knowing what I know and knowing that Nugget got the soul... Uh, Hmm. I guess I'll just run. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if we're doing anything else. So I don't move fast, but I turn my little gnome feet and I run 25 feet. And then if you'll allow me to dash, I'll dash. Yes, but you I, can dash. All right. You can make it to Nugget. Okay, 50 feet to Nugget. Yes. Suddenly and that'll we're playing, be my turn. Suddenly we're playing Cyberpunk D&D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hack the firewall, steal the object. <laughs> <laughs> Portal is a legit 5e spell. I believe yeah. Gatsby used it to kill someone one time when he had him fall at terminal velocity between two portals and then shoot him out over an ocean. So, Portal's a legit... <laughs> Wings player. What the hell? Wings, Wings player looked disgusted. E- emotional damage. So amused. Oh, yeah, that was that's genius. <laughs> it was a great episode. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, no, this is all legit 5e uh, friendly. Anyway, so, Grizzle, both of your friends have booked it to the deck and dashed out there onto Nugget's back. Not one to be left behind. I'll make sure that I take my proper place outside. This has been great. I hope I've served everyone well. And Grizzled will dash after his friends. (laughs) I will allow you guys to escape. Nugget (laughs) flies away. The waterfall and the house straddling the waterfall um, are in the distance, and you all, um, just gonna let you know you should close out the episode. Do you portal yourselves back to, do you have anything left to do before you portal yourselves back to report what you found to Anaril? I at least want to tell my friends as we're away that, hey, I don't know why I saw it and they didn't, but there was something in the technologically advanced world portal that we saw that was preventing the Ekenblim from completing a portal structure, a portal um, circle. It was a little ship, and it was like breaking the, the, the line, the portal line around the circle. And it was protected because of that, and they did not seem to be able to see it. That was cool. I don't know if, how we can use that to our advantage, but that world was fine, I think. So we don't have to worry about that. That's but we should get out of here because <laughs> this is the bad place. <laughs> uh, 
um, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. Maybe that's what that firewall thing is. Still Ooh, learning. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm. Hmm. Well, uh, I, there's definitely one thing I want to do while we're flying away. Since they had such a beautiful, nice, grassy lawn outside, <laughs> I would like to like turn around to the back of Nugget and just fire breath all over that to uh, start a f- hopefully a fire. That'll get oh, yeah. a good distraction. Oh, his beautiful office. <laughs> and can I? I, will, I go. Hey, hey, Wing. Can I convince Nugget to hand me the soul? Or do you want to do that later? Is it safe in his mouth? I'm a little concerned. Shouting over the wind. <laughs> uh, this might not be the time. But it's still in there, right? Because it just breathed fire. I just want to make sure <laughs> that we're good. <laughs> Souls are chew resistant, right? <laughs> and joining us for today's adventure were Grizzled. Yes, yes, twice. Third time of life is a charm. It's great. Wing! So what you want to do is you want to give him time to drop the chew to himself before you ask for it. Otherwise, <laughs> it's gonna be, he's going to be like, you know, you're not going to get it. So just, you know. And Rook. All right, Nugget, now drop it. Oh! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye! Bye! <laughs> oh, my... I'm Tim. I'm Mike. And we are the Watchers on the Couch. A recap and review show that is for immature, mature audiences only. That means in addition to recapping and discussing shows like Game of Thrones, we ask the questions that are lurking in the deep recesses of your mind. Like, how does Daenerys know that all her dragons are boy dragons? Watchers on the Couch is completely free to listen to and available on any app that supports podcasts and on YouTube. But seriously, we saw those dragons flying from all angles, and there's never any dangly bits welcome to coffee time again exposing the truth dale at the microphone the show that shows how history is repeating itself i go back in the past to show what happened and what is going on now the culture that forgets its history has no future i follow the path in history to where it goes and then relate it to today to reveal the connections i've gone as far back as the greeks and egyptians and even further and as early as 20 cents so grab your coffee chair and enjoy the show